0: We're a quantity. K-U-S-O.
1: Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now.
2: Three minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of five. And this the month of June in the year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. Live from the plushly appointed studios of Rock 101 KUFO, which really are a little bit warmer than they really need to be, strictly speaking. The thermostat says what? 68? 68, yes. Uh, it's not 68 degrees in here. I mean, it is 68 degrees in here and then like another 20 on top of that. All right. Well, that's great. It's good to see that they fixed that air conditioning problem. Anywho, it is Monday. Thank you for uh, coming along and joining us today. It is uh, day 12, which is the 15th of June, 2009. Live from uh, beautiful downtown Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon, it is the... I'm just going to stop and I'm going to start this all over again. Hi, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It is Monday. It's 503-228-4101. If you would like to uh, join us telephonically today, 503-228-4101. Uh, You can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at kufo.com. Tim at kufo.com. Or Greg Nibbler can be reached at n-i-b-l-e-r at kufo.com. Uh, Coming up today, CNR Radio correspondent James Roop will join us from uh, Los Angeles today. Uh, We'll also be giving away a pair of tickets to the U.S. Air Guitar Championships happening at Dante's uh, June 23rd, which I believe is a week from this coming Saturday. Uh, Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian will step into the studio. We will talk about uh, box office results from over the weekend. Where Land of the Lost continues to fare even more badly, by the way, which was only overshadowed by this. The fact that the G.I. Joe movie test screened and had the lowest test screening rating in the history of Paramount Pictures. Feel that. I saw Up over the weekend. Did you
0: really? I did. And how was it?
2: It was pretty good. It didn't seem like a kid's movie, though. No, I heard it was very dark and kind of uh, unsettling.
3: I mean, in the first, like, few minutes, the guy's wife dies. I'm sorry. Uh, The
2: robot did it. (laughs) Well done. And then at the end, Ed Asner is taken into heaven by angels and balloons. All right. Well, okay. Well, I'm just trying to warn Scratch people. Scratch that off the lid. Hold on. Let me just. All right. Now I got a whole afternoon free. That's wonderful. It's 503-228-4101. Here's the thing about Up. A lot I actually... of people went to see it. I was worried that I wasn't going to get a good seat. No, I, I had made myself uh, actually several notes this past week to go see Up, which is uh, you know, the new Pixar film where, where apparently there's. Death right in the first 15 or 20 minutes. Um, here I will say this about that. The thing about Pixar that makes them great is that they don't write down to kids because they don't make movies for children. They make movies. It's as cliche as this sounds. Everybody sort of claims that they make stuff for the whole family, but it's never really true. Except with Pixar, it kind of is. Um, but the reality is that most times when somebody says something, it's fun for the whole family. What that means is it's fun for your five year old. And then it's fun for you if you've had six or seven martinis on the way to the, on the, way to the theater. Um, but Pixar movies, really, they do have a pretty, a pretty big tent in that regard. I had made myself several notes, like, every single day this past week. I was like, must get to theater, must watch up. And you know why? Because now school is out, which means that there's no longer going to be a day when I can go and the theater won't be packed with children. Oh,
0: yeah, they're going to be running amok.
2: I, yes, I have, and th- that's the thing. I have missed the kid window. Because one of the advantages of getting out of bed at 3.30 in the morning or whatever and coming to work and being done here at like 10 or 11 a.m. is that I can go see a movie at 1 in the afternoon, which means that, uh, you know, that I can go and kind of avoid A, crowds and B, children and C, crowds of children. That's not really going to be possible now because, as Susan Reynolds pointed out to me, if Friday was the, was the last day of school. Which means if I go see anything that is even remotely child-oriented uh, during the week, it's just going to be packed with kids who have been trucked off their, by their parents to the movie theater so the mom and dad can uh, you know, stay at home and get their hump on or whatever. But I,
3: but I noticed even in the most dramatic moments, you can still hear the chomping of popcorn by <laughs> hundreds of people simultaneously. <laughs> Even though they're not saying anything anymore, you can still hear the chomping.
2: That's because the only drama in the average American movie theater now is whether or not they're going to be able to eat all of the cheese covering on their chip-like objects before it coagulates into an inedible mass, Tim. That's uh, that's really where we are as a society. I just stayed home and watched Firefly uh, with Lara, because Lara's never seen the series uh, the Firefly that Joss Whedon uh, joined. How so, many
0: episodes are you in?
2: Uh, we're only three or four episodes in, and I've warned her in advance. I'm like, you know, this is like just so you know this is the best series ever and just so you know this is the only season they ever had because then it was canceled so get ready for disappointment and so i think we're on i think we're about to watch episode number 4 and she of course loves it because it's genius and ever i just i have to prepare her after every single episode i'm like don't forget this gets canceled i'm i mean i mean i'm sort of i'm ruining it for you now but i want you to be prepared that it's uh, there's, uh, there's nothing after this. There's just this, and then there's the film, and that's it. So.
0: That's how I feel every time I watch my so-called life of Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah.
2: Because you, well, you know, the know thing. it's going to
0: end. It's like, it's like a, how, no matter how good the show is, it doesn't matter, because you know that it ends with uh, Brian Krakow standing in the street.
2: Standing alone under a streetlight yeah. where she <laughs> uh, drives off with Jordan Catalano. That's it. It's like some sort of television baton death march. There's nothing good at the end of that. Uh, let's see. This text message says, Rick, are you whining already? It's a little early, don't you think? Never too early for whining, sir or madam. Uh, that's via text at five two zero five one um all right so lots to get to today we're gonna to be giving away uh, I mentioned the air guitar championship thing uh we also have another installment of video rodeo and this one we're gonna start with Sarah on this one because you're because you're constantly because you're always letting us know that you're very immune to all of the video rodeo stuff like you made it through two girls one cup you made it through the thing where the guy was um glass ass filling filling himself <laughs> with a broken glass in a very delicate area. So we've got one today that was designed just for you. For uh, me? Yes.
0: It doesn't involve eels on fingertips, right? I wish I couldn't see that.
2: No. Yes. No. Oh, God. Or no. does it? It involves something inside of something else. I'll no, put it that way. I can't handle that. It involves that. something that shouldn't be inside something else.
0: Have you seen it?
2: It also, Yes. And it also involves, um, there's a great deal of squishiness. So we'll get to that. That's coming uh. up. Uh, we have uh, our interview with MC Hammer. Here's the thing about that. Um, so I came in yesterday afternoon and I taped this interview with MC Hammer, who's pushing this new show, Hammer Time, which I then meant to watch. Uh, I meant to watch it because it was on A and E last night. And I didn't get to watch, but um, it sounds like a home improvement show. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about the Hammer Time interview. Um, MC Hammer was really good. He, his answers were great. He was engaging. He was you know he was relatively charming and charismatic. It sounds as though he was talking to me. Over a really, really bad walkie-talkie from about 70 miles away, and also from 1925. So the audio isn't um, isn't that great. Uh, Greg is sort of doing the best he can in the other room to make it uh, audible. If I can't make that happen, really, my only this is like that Tom Savini interview we taped a while back, where I where it ended up, just, and the only choice I'm going to have is just to, like get a transcript of it and then have somebody from the office act out the part of MC Hammer. I don't want to do that, but I will if I have to. Uh, We're joined today, as always, by the lovely and talented Sarah Extillon. Hello, how are you?
0: Hello, I'm doing well. How was your weekend? It was okay. It wasn't as tropical as I would have liked. You know, a lot of rain, a lot of gray.
2: Man, I don't think I left the house once.
0: I barely did.
2: What did I do? Did I do I'm trying to think if I even went anywhere on Saturday. Uh, You know, yesterday, I came here to do the MC Hammer interview, and I think that's it. Oh, no no no, on Saturday I got a haircut. That's it. There you go. There's my exciting life for you. Yesterday
0: I ate I at a really good place I think you'd like. It's called the uh Grilled Cheese Grill on Alberta. It's just nothing but grilled cheese sandwiches. Awesome. It is amazing. Grilled Cheese Grill. I'm there. Uh, the Grilled Cheese
2: Grill. Excellent. Grilled cheese grill. Oh, and I had a humiliating experience in Powell's this weekend. We'll talk about that here in a few.
0: Did you get caught by something embarrassing?
2: No. No, no, it was quite the opposite, actually. Um, so we'll, I'll, I'll make a note. We'll talk about that in a bit. Let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, Tim Riley.
4: In the news with Tim Riley.
3: Good morning, everyone. It five eleven Monday morning. It's going to be partly sunny today. High temperatures in the upper 70s. Six Oregon teens have been injured after their bus went off Highway 96 near Blewett Pass in Washington. They're part of Eugene's youth corps. They were traveling to the town of Twisp. That's T-W-I-S-P, Twisp. There's a town called Twisp? Yes.
2: That is awesome. Mm -hmm. I have to get my photo taken there.
3: They were supposed to be doing some trail maintenance. The bus rolled down a steep hill, came to a stop after hitting some big trees. The teens have broken bones, cuts, and bruises. Looks like the Saturday night night shooting of a teenager at Northeast 120th and Burnside could be gang-related. The 17-year-old victim isn't being cooperative with the cops, so there's little they can do. Over a thousand uh, Portland bike riders bared all for the annual naked midnight bus ride that began at Northeast Nikolai and went through the city. The ride was supposed to protest dependency on foreign oil and cars. It may not have accomplished its goal. Most people who were elsewhere at that hour didn't see the mobile blubber pedaling down the street. Awesome.
2: Hey, was it uh, was it that the same the event where they were throwing that banner off the side of the bridge or whatever? They were they were bitching about the new. I'm not sure, but this was a nationwide thing. This isn't part of that. I know is... this is
0: the one that stopped up traffic on the Hawthorne Bridge for like an hour.
2: Wait, was this okay? Wait, so is that wait? So this was on the Hawthorne Bridge. This is why I don't ever leave the house on the weekend. What was the pedal palooza thing where they were bitching about the new bridge that they're going to build?
3: No, this isn't about the bridge. This is about uh, dependence on uh, foreign oil. It's not being naked on oh. a bicycle.
2: Is well, if that's going
3: to do uh, anything. Seriously, you, you fools. To- <laughs> Close back on and go home. No one's going to give up their cars <laughs> and foreign oil. Why
2: don't you suck it? Huh? Why don't you do Jeez. that? Jesus.
3: All right, here's Tim Riley. Well, isn't this the way it always goes? The elderly man who barged into the Holocaust Museum last week and killed a security guard will survive his wounds.
2: There's no justice, Tim.
3: No, 88-year-old James Van Brun was uh, shot in the face. But it's not going to stop him. He'll be back. He's in critical but stable condition. The Washington Post reports a hearing will be held today to uh, update the U.S. District Court on his uh, condition and how the prosecution might proceed in the case. He's charged with first-degree murder and possession of a firearm in federal property. Meanwhile, the suspect's son tells the Post he wishes his father would have died.
2: Hey, good for you. Well done. So, uh, yeah, apparently he hates the old man. Well, see, but but isn't that a refreshing change because the wife divorced him like 20 years ago and now the kid wishes he was dead? Mm -hmm. That's such a great uh, alternative to the usual uh, sort of blather you hear, which is that, you know, well, he always seemed like a nice guy and he never gave any indication. He never seemed like a nice guy. Because that's all, yeah, because that's a lie. They always give an indication. Mm -hmm. They never seem like nice guys. And you can always tell that they're an a-hole from, like, way back. All right. Good for them. Well, it always feels like summer when
3: there's a riot in L.A. And there was one last night. Things get out of hand. Following the Lakers' 99-86 victory over the Orlando Magic in the NBA Finals, LAPD was forced to go out on a tactical alert. Everybody was dispatched to the Staples Center when hundreds of rally fans flooded the street in front of the arena after the final buzzer sounded. Uh, The cops told the crowd to disperse, disperse around 9 o'clock. Of course, they listened well there. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they they set off fireworks, climbed on statues, ripped down signs, tree branches, and started fires. The fans blocked freeway entrances, and some even walked down to the freeway on ramps.
2: It must be so hard to be a sports fan if you're a cop in L.A. You must have such mi- mixed emotions if you're a Lakers fan and you also work for the LAPD. Mm-hmm. You know, or just as the buzzer approaches and the Lakers are up by 10, you're like, Come on, Lakers! It's, ah, crap! And then you have just... If you work for the, I mean, if you if you are a cop or a civil servant of any kind in in Los Angeles, the instant that any one of your sports teams wins a championship, you have like a second and a half of joy where you can just sort of revel in that before you got to go put on your Kev Kevlar and get, you know, get your club and go out and just start cracking skulls.
3: Yeah. So uh, they started throwing road flares. A bus was vandalized. They overturned cars. They spray painted graffiti. Started small fires and looted. In the L.A. tradition, at least 25 people are arrested. Oh, that's all they managed to catch.
2: It's sort of like a running of the bulls, but uh, but with no bulls. Also, uh, well, see, this is why we should be glad that the Blazers can't seem to win the championship, like ever. You know, because I mean, that's really, might ensue. No, yeah, that's it. Because you know, because we're, we're spared the sort of downside that comes along with it. That.
3: So that's it, uh, sports fans. Leonardo DiCaprio sells his home, sweet home, and he's made a few bucks too. He might be the only person in months to make a profit on housing. He flipped his $6.35 million Malibu home for almost $8 million, although his property was listed for $7,999,000, almost uh, $1.25 million more than he bought it for in 2007. The sale price is yet to be disclosed. It's 2,374 square feet, only a two-bedroom, two-bathroom property. It sits atop the bluffs in the seaside town above PCH, so who knows? Hundreds attended the uh, L.A. Uh, funeral of you-know-who over the weekend. Are we still going to talk about uh, David Carradine? Well, we should Longer give it a, better. a passing reference, I suppose. Only... Hundreds of people turned out. Uh, more than 400 people. Let's see, uh, some big stars. Jane Seymour was there. Tom Selleck, Daryl Hannah, Lucy Liu, and uh, Rob Schneider. It's nice like, to mention a few. It's sort of like a, it's a who's who of somewhere between C and D-list celebrities. The burial is private, uh, and that's all we know about it, so... Hundreds attended. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Oh, uh, did you hear the story about the chihuahua confronting the cougar? Well, a woman got the surprise of her life when she walked into her garage to see why her dogs were barking. She found a full-grown mountain lion and a spray, says her three chihuahuas were barking so loudly then I woke her up over the weekend. She couldn't figure out what was wrong, so she got up to check on the dogs. She ran into her daughter's bedroom, which has a window that looks into the garage, and quickly got an answer. The chihuahuas, who weigh about three pounds each, had cornered a mountain lion. The big cat appeared to be angry and began hissing at her and foaming at the mouth. Quickly she called 911. She grabbed her video camera and took a few pictures of the cornered cougar. The pine-sized pups refused to back up and kept barking until two Riverside County deputies arrived at her house. Uh, that's when they saw the two dogs. So uh, they went into the home, and they shot the animal three times with a tranquilizer gun. The cat ran away, and then the deputies started chasing it. So it's it's unknown whether or not they caught him after all. Excellent.
2: Hey, uh, straight ahead, do you have this thing about, uh, uh, let's see, patient dies after having buttock fat injected into her face? I didn't, and who would do such a thing? Well, we'll find out after this. Do you have this thing about the guy who was violated with a toilet brush and a horsewhip? No, I, I don't believe I saw that. I did not remember that one. Excellent. I was like it when I can bring some things to the table that you're not anticipating. All right, Sarah Exhill and Tim Riley, Greg Nibbler, and myself return momentarily. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101K UFO live from beautiful Portland, Oregon, A Monday morning. Here's Muse. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Don't miss a moment of the Rick Emerson Show. Hello,
4: it's a tongue. Where you'll be filled with desperate, miserable shame. Sex me. Listen online, live or via podcast at KUFO.com. Mm-hmm.
2: It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Thank you for coming along. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Coming up at 6 o'clock, we'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent James Roop from Los Angeles. Here's something I don't understand. So he's going to be talking about, what's your name, um, uh, Tammy Farrell, who you don't really care about her and you don't even really care about the woman she replaced but it's but I'm curious about a little fact they have here so Tammy Farrell is the woman who is the new Miss California because Trump fired uh, what's her name Carrie Pregian or whatever her name is but it says here here's what I don't get with the headline it says Tammy Farrell who became Miss Carolina U- uh, I'm sorry Miss California USA last week when Donald Trump dumped Carrie Pregian promises to avoid controversy during the 5 months of her reign and didn't what's her name just win that like a month ago I guess so. Yeah. So is it only like a six month? Do they do that twice a year or something? Is it that you only win it for six? This seems like a maybe lot maybe she can't count properly. It seems like a lot of bother for something that's only six months. She may not know how many months there are in a year. Well, it's. Entirely well, I thought possible. that she won
0: a long time ago, but she just started talking like a jackass a month ago.
2: Oh, is that true? Well, no, 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 no. Because the whole thing of her being grilled by Perez Hilton was just like, yeah, hmm. that was just like five or six weeks ago. Oh, I guess you're right. You know, I can't tell either the things are happening way too fast or they're happening way too slow. I can't. No, I can't they happen really. about the same.
3: Uh,
4: Thanks, Tim.
2: At the news desk, ladies and gentlemen, your personal savior and Kronos, the god of time, Tim Riley.
3: In the news with Tim Riley. Hello again, 528. Well, I partly sent these guys today most of the week. Highs in the 70s. Portland police hauled a guy away who kept them in a four-hour standoff. At least they thought he was there. They got a call about a fight in the 600 block of Northeast Killingsworth around 2.30 yesterday afternoon. They thought Jose Luis Mejia was inside. Well, after four hours and no response, they fired tear gas into the house. Turned out he wasn't there. <laughs> he was at Southeast 102nd, about 13 miles away. <laughs> but they took him into custody. Fantastic. A Portland cop is charged with 82, 82 counts of telephonic harassment and 71 counts of official misconduct. Over allegations, he harassed a woman over the phone. 28-year-old Joseph Wilde has been with the Bureau for some four years now. Those who know him said he worked hard to become a cop. Oh, this must have hurt. A Camby construction worker has been seriously injured after plunging 25 feet onto a concrete slab. A 35-year-old fell through a hole in the roof of a movie theater under construction. He's pretty much hurting all over.
2: Time for a Geek Watch. Here's your Geek Watch for Monday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program.
4: Uh, this high-speed modem is intolerably slow. In the Quasar dilemma, I remember you used... It's just a television show, that's all, okay? <laughs> right, but... Because we were wondering if the quantum
3: flux... You now, just listen, on the There, there
4: is no quantum flux.
3: There's no auxiliary. There's no goddamn ship. You got it? Energize. <laughs> This is a two-parter. Comedy Central says it's bringing the animated comedy Robo* back Yay. from awesome. past cancellation. Fantastic. For 26, 26 new half-hour episodes, the sci-fi series set in new New York City in the third millennium will resume production more than six months after ending its four-season run on the Fox Network in 2003. In 2008... Those original 72 episodes were supplemented by four extended length versions. The new episodes, produced as before by Matt Greening and David X. Cohen, are expected to air on Comedy Central beginning mid 2010. 20th Century Fox Television could license the new series for Broadcast Network.
2: That is fantastic because this, and so here's it, we waited until Comedy Central actually announced it officially because. Billy West, who has sort of been keeping the uh, keeping the faith, he's been keeping the Futurama candle lit because he he does a, a majority of the voices on that show, along with uh, uh, Katie Sagal and, um, oh God, what the, what the hell is his name? The um, the guy that's the voice of uh, John DiMaggio, the guy that's the voice of Bender uh, and Philip Lamar. And it, so Billy West has been out there, I think, trying to sort of make it happen by saying it was going to happen. I think he thought he could just sort of will it into existence, which may have come to pass. But Sarah and I were talking about this last week and until Comedy Central actually confirmed that I didn't want to announce it. I want to get everybody's hopes up uh, about it. But they put out the four. This is the sort of uh, enduring legacy of Family Guy, by the way, because when Family Guy went off the air, when that got canceled, the DVD sales were so strong and the rerun ratings were so high that the network, you know, decided to fund new episodes because animation is incredibly expensive to do. And it was the same thing with Futurama where those directed DVD movies, and I'm proud to say that I purchased all of them, um, and the reruns that they were doing late at night on uh, on Adult Swim for a mm-hmm. long time got such great ratings that Comedy Central decided to bring it back. So excellent. That is so awesome. Fantastic. Good news, everyone. Part two. What?
3: Part two of three. Okay. Apparently, rumors of his demise were premature for comic book hero Captain America. Two years ago, Marvel Comics' Killed off the hero by having him gunned down in some courthouse steps. Perhaps that was just a dream. Marvel Comics editor Joe Quesada says the star-spangled hero will make a triumphant return next month in a five-comic book series titled Captain America Reborn. Captain America created 68 years ago and has appeared in more than 210 million comics in 75 countries. Part 3. Like concert goers lined up for coveted ticket, Facebook users quarried up over the weekend to claim their digital turf. Late Friday and early Saturday, the world's largest social networking site began offering its 200 million users the chance to claim a personalized web address on a first-come, first-served basis. Within 15 minutes, 500,000 users had grabbed a name. The move allows them to create a distinct online address with their personal profile with a name of their choosing. Uh, so that's that. The late night change occurred at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time Saturday. Do you understand anything we're talking about?
2: Yes, I do. I'm familiar with the Facebook. Did we get our, I'm just, we get our names? I'm just asking because uh, because I know sometimes you pass along this information like a dutiful news conduit, but not, you are perhaps uh, you know, not personally invested in the information. So did you get your uh, personalized Facebook URL over the weekend? I did not, no. Okay, Sarah. I got mine. All right, because I sent you a text reminding I, you, you to did. do it.
0: Thank you so much. It was all you. I you mean, know who didn't? The change
3: to digital TV just led to too much confusion <laughs> just, over the weekend. Were, I, I just, my brain could not grasp. You were any drained. Lookbacks. Can I just tell you this? Okay. Look, so did you get yours?
2: I did indeed. Uh, no, I set. I set. This is what a the, the, the fool I am. I set three different alarms for myself. That's what a retard I am. I spent uh, I spent my entire, what was it, Friday night? I spent my entire Friday night, because Lara was gone. She works, um, right now she's working 2 p.m. to midnight. And so Friday night from like 8 to around 8.55, I had three staggered alarms set off. <laughs> one at 8.10, uh, one at 8.25, one at 8.55, so that there was no chance that I would miss it. And I logged on. Uh, at like, I don't know, 9.01 in 10 seconds or something, and immediately just entered, click, set. You know who didn't get it, it was Lisa Wood. I, because I like at 9.05, she had A, logged in, B, realized that somebody else had gotten Facebook.com slash Lisa Wood. I'm, I'm going to see who it is right now. Yeah, let's see. Facebook.com slash Lisa Wood. And she'd already had time to write an angry post about it. It was a lot of like, God damn it, I missed my name. Um, Lisa, oh, it's private. Yeah, so here's some other Lisa Wood that got that. I was able to get uh, Facebook.com slash Rick Emerson. Yeah, by
0: still Dylan.
2: And here's the uh, here's the best part about it. Let's see, where did the... Okay, so I uh, it, uh, on Friday at like 9.05, I log into Facebook, and I get Facebook.com slash Rick Emerson. Like five minutes later, I get, a, uh, I get a message in my Facebook inbox, you know, my Facebook mail or whatever. I get a message from some other guy named, yes, Rick Emerson. Subject line of this... Dude, release my name! And then the message says, You are not the only Rick Emerson in the world. Do you have to take every <laughs> Rick Emerson username or domain name there is? You should say, that may be true, but I'm the most important one. Well, I, I don't like to put and, it in, in such blunt terms, Tim. And if Had
3: you had my status, you wouldn't be writing this at this moment.
2: Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks
0: like it's going to get Someone Maybe I ought to
2: handle going. your PR. I was just, you know, I, I think that... Uh, I think the message speaks for itself. I uh, I think it's implicit. Tim he Do, just matters a little least. Well, another others of the same name. Wait, well, this and I that's think it's his own problem. Really, I, his own I, laziness. I, I think he but look, he didn't set three different alarms, and he was probably busy having a life. So mm-hmm. you have a life, you lose. The I think he might be the same guy that sends me an email about every six months asking to buy rickemerson.com dot com, and then when I politely decline, just screams at me about it over the email. And I think and and, and I may or may not. This may or may not be the guy, but there is another guy named Rick Emerson somewhere, who I swear to God, he raises coon hounds. He raises like those dogs that chase that you used to hunt raccoons or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that's and like that's his thing. Like he wants rickemerson.com dot com so that he could be selling hounds to people like in Lick Skillet, Arkansas or something. Um, so anyway, sir, that's uh, that's your boggle, not mine.
3: All right. I found out there's another Tim Riley in radio who works at NPR. I've never heard him. And he writes books, which I have never read. So with all this popularity, I've never read about him or heard about him, but there is another Tim Riley that exists, and it's not me. And he's right. on the East Coast. Alright,
2: well, you know, so- he's a bit
3: younger than me, so I've been at a little bit longer than he has. <laughs> so I don't want to hear about it.
2: So he's later in line. Yeah. That's all. Everybody just has to wait their turn. Mm-hmm. All right, there's your triple geek watch <laughs> from Monday on the Rick Emerson, Robert, Emerson Show. By the Sons of Warvan. I shall avenge you. Next. Ooh. And cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. Oh, and I think this other guy, this this one of these these other this other Rick Emerson guy, it, he ended up getting some other Facebook, you know, it's like, you know, facebook.com/like slash other Rick Emerson guy, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the photo of him, he appears to be wearing that Civil War reenactment garb. So,
0: are you uh, sure that's not you, Rick? I, <laughs> it's
2: my secret identity. All right. Uh it's 503-228-4101. Uh, oh, and we get back. When we get back, which do you want to hear? Do you want to hear? Patient dies after having buttock fat injected into her face? Well, that was, I mean, it's pretty you much asked all us of us. We yes. said yes. No, I mean, that's I'm trying to figure that's out which guarantees. She can. I'll do that one. And I'll do this one about the toilet brush and the horse whip, too. Awesome. It's uh, Rock 101 KUFO. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Motley Crue coming to the Clark County Amphitheater July 28th, part of Crew Fest 2, which in turn is part of KUFO's Summer of Rock. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or at KUFO. From Dr. Feelgood, which will be performed in its entirety at that show. This is Kickstart My Heart. It's The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO, live from Portland.
1: The Rick Emerson Show, available anytime, anywhere.
2: It's too bad about your rocky insides where no man's seed can find purchase.
1: (laughs) Visit KUFO.com right now.
2: The Rick Emerson radio program, and good morning to you. It's Monday. Uh, it is 503 228 4101. You can also text if you like. It's 52051. Coming up at the top of the hour, CNN radio correspondent James Roop joined us from uh, Los Angeles. Later on, Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian will be here. We'll talk about the uh, box office over the weekend. Uh, we'll endeavor to play back our MC Hammer interview from yesterday. Let's see another uh, installment of Video Rodeo. Here's and here's the thing: because Rick Emerson cares, Sarah, I have, mm-hmm. I have two different videos uh, from which you can choose for well, Video Rodeo. You know Rodeo. me pretty
0: well. Do you know which one I'm going to find more disturbing?
2: Yes, yes, I do. I but here. Well, then the, not that one. <laughs> the way I mean, I could start with one and then work up to the second one. Or I could start with the worst one, uh, and then you know, and then and then you know, know, keep the other one in reserve as sort of a uh, sort of a sorbet.
0: I kind of I'd like to take the bad before the good.
2: It's not like a sorbet. Uh, All right, well I'll get it uh, I'll get it loaded up here. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll roll it out today. So video rodeo is, um, or we queue up something uh, totally and completely awful and repellent uh, in terms of a uh, video clip, and then we make a bet, and then you got to make your way all the way through it. Here's the thing, and because just because I'm a fair person, we'll have Greg watch it first. Okay. Uh, and then Greg can be sort of a benchmark for you. to. We won't let you see it, but I'll have Greg watch it while you watch Greg. And then you can judge from that. You can bring, you steal yourself appropriately for it. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen at the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley.
3: In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. 548. It's going to be mostly sunny today and next few days. Two highs in the upper 70s. A woman has been arrested after driving 20 miles the wrong way on I-5. It took spike strips to stop Karina Grimm in her tracks. Although she did continue two more hours, or I should say two more miles after running them over, then she came to a complete stop, but that wasn't over yet. Then she ran into the bushes. And the bad thing was, she left an injured passenger in the car. So eventually she was caught. Randy Campbell is charged with identity theft after using somebody else's name to rent apartments and open up some credit cards. He went by the name of Bankenbocker. And believed to have stolen around 11000 bucks, cops found jewelry, clothes, and fake IDs. You went by the name of what? Is it Bogdan Vodka? Would you like me to spell Bogdan. that for you? Why would you
2: go by that name? Wouldn't you want well, to go by a name that... It. Okay, well, fair enough. V-O-V-K. How would you say that? V-O-V-K. Vovk? Vodka. Are we missing some... My name is Bogdan Vodka. Are we missing, <laughs> Are we missing some letters in that somehow? No, not in
3: his native land, wherever that is.
2: Well, it was, it was successful, I guess.
3: Uh, let's see here. Oh, thousands of people were downtown to celebrate the Pride Parade yesterday. It's been going on in Portland since the 1970s, one of the nation's biggest. Mayor Sam Adams expressed excitement about being able to be in the parade after all the problems he's caused in the past few months. It's unknown if people were delighted to see him.
2: Normally he leads a parade of shame, Tim. Usually does. All right. Oh, by the way, I should read this here. Uh, Just uh, real quickly. So this is um, story number one from the Daily Mail, which is sort of like the Sun, but not quite as good. Patient dies after having buttock fat injected into her face. This is the best part; is they don't even bother to credit the reporters anymore. It just says by Daily Mail reporter. <laughs> a woman died after cosmetic surgery when fat from her buttocks was injected into her vein in her face. Rachel Sones underwent the procedure to plump out her face. Plump out? To plump out her face, mm. not unlike a ballpark Frank of some kind, but died from a phenomenally rare complication when the fat. This is how you don't want to die, by the way. I mean, when you're listing out the, the ways that you don't wish to expire, A, you don't wish to be found hung in a Bangkok closet. B, you don't want fat from your ass to end up in your lungs. That seems like a bad... Oh. Because then... Th- th- is that because they ran out of space? I, I, don't, I don't really... Mean- oh. How,
0: does, one, how oh. does point A gets to point B?
2: I don't know. We're going to plump up your lungs here, too, if you can just hold on just one second. All right. Bite down on this. Um, because A, it seems like a painful way to die. B, it's embarrassing. And C, your last few minutes are going to be filled with the stench of your own ass fat. And, I mean, that's you don't want to breathe that as you're dying. That's like, that's like when you have a stroke and you're smelling almonds or something. 37-year-old suffered from the condition blah, 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 which left her with an unusually thin face. She underwent the plumping treatment twice before and was admitted to St. Thomas Hospital in London as an outpatient. Shortly after a re-injection of fat from her buttocks, She complained of dizziness and vomited. Uh, She died of, quote, a fat tissue embolism, one of the first ever documented cases. This arose from large amounts of, I think that goes without saying, incidentally, buttock fat into a vein on her face, which then traveled into her lungs, blocking her arteries. And I'm just going to end this with this sentence. One doctor said, Once the buttock fat got into her lungs, there was nothing we could do. Look, I'm not a doctor, but it seems like that that part goes without saying. Uh, One more here. The list is being (laughs) honest. That's right. He's embracing what he does not know, Tim. Dateline, Ottawa. A second witness in the sexual assault trial of an Ottawa psychiatrist testified yesterday that the doctor... This is when... Look, we've talked about Sarah's shrink being a little questionable. This is when you get up and you leave. Testified yesterday the doctor... violated him with a toilet brush and a horse whip during a series of kinky... This also goes with that, saying kinky sex sessions. The witness testified his vision was also impaired when Dr. Juan Rosario put a white plastic garbage bag over his head. This is the witness's head in a prelude to sexual conduct. The witness claimed under oath the psychiatrist tied a rope around the witness's, quote, private area. What's with all the ropes around private areas? seriously, we're, we're in some sort of binding up your junk golden uh, age. And then, quote, walked me around the office like a horse, tapping the horse whip on my rear end. The witness also described other deviant behavior with the toilet brush and the horse whip. Rosario has pled not guilty. Here's Tim Riley, ladies and gentlemen. This comes to us from Florida. Oh. oh, I had no idea. Yes. Yes.
3: I got nothing. One in five people in central Florida read below the fifth grade level. The League of Adult Literacy says that 30 million people in the United States struggle with basic reading and writing. Their office in Orlando is said to have over 100 prospective students who are on a waiting list to be tutored to learn how to read. They're looking for volunteers to to read to them, but they're having a hard time getting those together. Say, would anybody miss the
2: TV Guide channel? If it went away, I find the TV Guide Channel. Um, I, I will occasionally watch that only because they have an infomercial that plays at the same time up in the upper right hand corner. And sometimes it's that Mr. T flavor wave thing, which I like.
3: Usually, I see it for about ten seconds while I'm waiting for the on demand screen to come on.
2: Have you noticed this when you're watching the uh, the TV Guide Channel? The channel you're looking for has always just scrolled past off the screen, and you're just oh, crap. And then if you have like a hundred channels, you got to wait like half an hour for it to come by.
3: Well, it seems that the TV Guide channel is laying off 38 staffers, including presenters John Fugelsang and Teresa Stasser. I have no idea who either of them are. John Fugelsang? Yes. Are you making that up? No, it says it right here. It's no. part of a downgrade of three existing series by the network's new owners. The weekly TV show, TV Water Cooler featuring Fuglestang and Strasser <laughs> is going off the air June 22nd. The daily news magazine Hollywood 411 will become a weekly show beginning June 26th. And the weekly TV-centric series Infantity will continue as a special starting June 26th. No executives are affected by the
2: layoffs, of course. Well, they never are. Mm-mm.
3: The book comes four months after Lionsgate acquired the TV Guide channel from Macro for MacroVision for... It's worth $255 million? <laughs> how is that possible?
2: <laughs> well, you just lie and say it's how the, the case, Tim. That's how you do it. How could that possibly be worth $255 million? Well, that's like there was that thing the other day. that They were claiming that the Twitter was worth something like, it was just some was absurd.
0: Like $100 billion million? See, yeah, it was
2: like $5 billion. See, I think they just released things like that in a press statement to see if everybody will mindlessly repeat it. And we do. I don't believe it, but we repeat it anyway. Anyway, it's worth $255 million. That's, you should put all your money in the TV Guide channel portfolio, Tim. All right. Do this. I was shocked that there was actually a TV guide still published. I saw it at a checkout stand. It doesn't look like the old TV guide, and who would want it? Does it? Is it larger? Everything it's else is larger. getting smaller, but the TV guide is getting larger but thinner. Right. I think it's the same amount of paper. It's just sort of spread. It's like you took the old TV guide and then steamrolled over it.
3: Right. All the magazines are becoming the same size. Have you noticed
2: that? Yeah. Well, what's her name? Uh, Teresa Strasser was on the Corolla show. I don't know who John Flugelhorn is, though. He's some guy. Well, he uh, he lost his job. Oh, perhaps he'll do better in the next one. That's always how that works. Mm-hmm. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. This, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Finger Eleven and Paralyzer. And every time we play this song, I just think of that Do You Think I'm Sexy thing by Rod Stewart.
0: I like the song.
2: I like it. Hey, one of you kids ought to do, do people still do mashups? I think so. Hey, uh, somebody ought to do a mashup with this and that Rod Stewart song. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. KUFO, Portland. Indeed, it is the Rick Emerson radio program live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's 503 228 4101. Coming up inside this. Why did we get a crate of sunflower seeds? Are I, these for Richie? I think so. Was, did Richie have some weird sunflower seed smuggling ring or something that he was operating out of here like he was at Sing Sing?
0: I don't know. These are huge bags of sunflower seeds, though.
2: I think these are more sunflower seeds than anybody really needs, like, strictly speaking. What
0: flavor do you have, Rick?
2: I have zesty ranch. Have we asked the question before that what ranch actually is? I mean, I know it's a flavor, but, I mean, what is it? Tim, what are the component flavors that make up ranch? I think it has dairy in it. That's why I don't touch it. All right. That's all I know. Does anybody need this many sunflower seeds? Here's the thing about sunflower seeds. There's one observation to make, and then we'll be joined by uh, Jim Rupp in Los Angeles. Maybe he works for CNN. Maybe he knows what ranch is. The thing about sunflower seeds is... I, actually two things. One, it's a What? What? Sarah opened the bag of sunflower seeds and it's right now Oh, you're not gonna do that thing where you're gonna spit them in Is that what that plastic cup is for?
0: No, that's my coffee. This is Yeah, it's I like just-
2: having chew. No See, I just I'm- broke it in half. No 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 that's a coffee cup right there. I'm talking what is that semi what is that Will Ferrell semi pro plastic glass for?
0: That's my agua.
2: Okay, so that's not where you're gonna be spitting. where do you spit your sunflower seeds? Alright. You're not gonna be like one of those guys that has like the gross. Sunflower like, chew seeds cup. almost
0: aren't worth it though. They take way too much worth work like the tiny little scenes
2: exactly that's what I wrote down right here not worth it, disproportionate <laughs> amount of energy. That's the, the you know, what else is like that? It's like ribs. That's the thing about as much as I love ribs and I really do, it, it, damn, it's just not worth it sometimes. It really isn't. All right, let's walk uh, now from Los Angeles. CNN radio correspondent to the stars, James Rube. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? I am fantastic. How's your weekend, my friend? Uh, weekend was fine. You sound you sound very mellow today. You sound like you're not, on. the...
4: I am not feeling well.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were laid back on the sort of uh, on the relaxed tip. I th- you sounded like you had some Miles Davis on, and you know maybe you were uh, maybe you were enjoying an herbal jazz cigarette of some kind. Let me <laughs> just uh, let me make this observation about sunflower seeds. One, it's a disproportionate amount of energy because, sir, you just noted that it's like the energy to crack open a sunflower seed and then get that thing down your gullet. You. You, I mean, you really do get a kind of strange respect for squirrels uh, doing that. Also, this, the ability to stick a sunflower seed in your mouth, crack it open with your teeth, extract the, the seed with your teeth and your tongue or whatever, swallow it, and then spit the seed. I can't do any of that. I do that. See, I can't, and that is, a, that is a rarefied, that's a specialized skill that only some people have.
4: And See, when I play ball, I take a whole handful of those things and put them in my mouth, and as I'm in the field or at bat, I just... Crack and spit the whole time.
2: See, so it's like having a salt lick. Yeah. And so you're not the uh, yeah, you're not. It,
4: it, I don't chew gum anymore. I I I do the seed thing.
2: You know? Do you have Ebola or something? You sound uh, what sort of what sort of illness do you have today? You sound bad. No offense. What is it? What what is, what is the nature of your ailment? I don't sir? know.
4: I started getting sick uh, Thursday or Friday, and then it just got worse over the weekend.
2: Do you have Laker fever? No, I don't like the Lakers. All right, good for you. All right, excellent. The, we were actually just making the observation last hour that it must suck to be a, a Lakers fan who also works for the LAPD. That's just got to be the the, the, the the worst choice you ever have to make. There are,
4: there are very few Lakers fans. There are plenty of rioters. No, very few Lakers fans. Lakers fans you can fit in the arena. People who are Riot- just... The rioters, there are thousands and thousands more.
2: They're just enthusiasts of violence. Really, That's, that's all it is. Um, well, let me ask you just a couple questions here, and then I'll let you, uh, skedaddle back to your, your uh, sick there.
4: buttermilk, mayonnaise, uh, garlic powder, onion powder, that goes in ranch dressing.
2: Okay, see, you've already earned your keep. I mean, not that you ever, not that you have anything to prove to us at this point, but by God, Jim Roop, see, that is why CNN remains the gold standard for news gathering and reporting.
4: Dude, I just Googled the recipe.
2: I'm just saying, uh, you know what, you're a man who knows how to track down information. <laughs> I got a computer in front of me, never occurred to me to do that. Why? Not that bright. Um... Hey, so what does this deal with so, – so, so Trump fires Carrie, what's her name, uh, the, the Miss California, and then Tammy Farrell – Tammy with an I, by the way. Uh, Tammy Farrell becomes Miss California, but then she says, I promise to avoid controversy during the five months of her reign. Was this, was this whole fight over something that's only six months long?
4: Well, no, no. She's taking over – she's the runner-up. And then uh, I guess it's been, what, four or five months? see that doesn 't
2: even seem possible. I thought the whole thing just exploded like a month or so ago
4: well that 's when the uh, well, that 's when it all hit the fan, but uh, I mean this she well, when was it November maybe something like that was when the, the Miss California pageant was
2: I guess I maybe didn 't really even pay attention to it until the whole thing with Perez Hilton happened so maybe that's when it maybe that's when it got on my the radar. Perez
4: thing happened in the miss California pageant oh. or the miss USA pageant
2: all right okay she was,
4: Gary Prijan was Miss California since November.
2: Oh. Okay, see now I see the mistake. All right, so see?
4: the Miss California folks kicked Brigan out, threw the runner up in there, and the runner up now for the next six months or until the next pageant which is November will continue doing whatever she's doing, and the fact that she is going to try to avoid controversy. That's the major news story here today, sir.
2: All right. See, see there you go. And it's not that I even really care about any of that. I just don't like not knowing stuff. And now that you've explained it to me, well, I can put it...
4: it's very confusing. They don't do a great job of explaining it. Now, you know, and so a lot of people think this is all, uh, this, all this Miss California stuff happened just a month or two ago with Perez Hilton
2: and see now I can put it back in the deep storage of my brain now that it's been (laughs) uh, now that it's been checked off I you go we we just had a story last week uh, Tim Riley had this story that I think the unemployment in Tim where is it 12.1 unemployment is it is it in Portland or is it Oregon it's here in Portland. In Portland. So in Portland, we're right now at 12.1 uh, unemployment. And my uh, my wife, actually, this is the sort of, this is a story that is sort of perversely amusing, but only perversely. So my wife goes to a, uh, like a, a yard sale, garage sale, something like that. You know, somebody's selling some, schlepping some crap on, you know, on a, on a little card table in front of their house. And she goes by and she's looking at all of this stuff that somebody's selling their yard sale over the weekend. And she comes home with a bunch of it. And she said that the whole time she was at this yard sale, there was something strange about the merchandise, and she couldn't put her finger on what it was. And she's like, it's like candles, and, you know, there's like a little, um, I don't know, like a little, like a footstool, like a hassock kind of a thing and whatever. And she said she couldn't quite figure out what was so weird about all of this merchandise that it was for sale at the yard sale. She buys everything. She buys, like, this whole Truckload of stuff filled up the back of our Forerunner for like twenty five bucks. Basically, she comes home as she's bringing it into the house. It occurs to her; she recognizes a lot of the merchandise as the same stuff that had been for sale at what she called an overpriced ladies' things uh, boutique. Not like you know, like clothing, but I mean, you know, like stuff like like you know, like candles and bath stuff and like oh, little yeah. knick-knacky stuff for women. And she said that the candles that she bought for a buck each at this yard sale. Had actually been for sale at this boutique not too far from her house for wait for it sixteen dollars each, and she went by and sure enough that boutique gone out of business and the woman was having to unload everything at the yard sale uh, in front of her house. So, so you I know that they've got you kind of talking about small business, Yeah, yeah. small businesses and mom and pop businesses and so forth. And it's it does seem like there's I mean there's a huge shakeout happening right now.
4: Well the. Businesses that are surviving, like the the little guy that repairs shoes or repairs luggage or the little jewelry shops, those kind of things, um, they're really back focusing on customer service. Remember the old neighborhood stores, and they were more proud of the fact that they had a store. They were taking care of the neighborhood, and everybody knew each other, and the money that came was kind of the icing on the cake. Uh, well, you know, it's gone the other way around. Everybody gets into business now to make money and screw the customer service thing. So what these small business guys are doing, they're they're saying, look, you know, we got to take care of the customer because then they'll take care of us. I mean, if I'm going to repair a heel, I'm going to polish the shoe too. I'm going to give them a little something extra, and uh, that's why they're surviving. However, I talked to a few folks like those little novelty shops you're talking about. People aren't buying luxury items anymore. The jewelry shops that I talked to said they've gotten rid of all the gold stuff. They're stocking silver. Right. People can afford silver. They can't afford gold. So everybody has to adjust. And if uh, you know this poor woman, if you know that crap that she was selling can't sell, she's going to have to dump it however best she can.
2: Well, that's the thing. And I was actually there's this uh, there's a pizza place up here uh, not too far from the station. This place is called Rocco's, and I was going there, and you have to walk by a bunch of stores like that on the way to the pizza place, and it's all. I have this whole theory that the fewer items in a store, you know, relative to the to the floor space, the more expensive they always are, even, oh, yeah. you know, but, you know, so it's like, what are these? Well, they're washcloths. But if there's five of them and they're wrapped up inside a little wicker basket that's on a that's on a blonde wood table in the middle of the store and there's nothing else within five feet on either side. You know those washcloths are going to be like eleven dollars each, <laughs> and you know, and th- those are the stores. And it's—I I don't mean to sound callous about it, but those are the stores that are taking it right in the shorts. No, you're right. You know, and that's just—that's just the way it is. You're not going to be able to just foist, at least not for now. That time will come again because Americans love overpriced crap, but th- the time right now. Uh, is such that you're not going to be able to just uh, pawn off your, uh, your overpriced uh, you know, tchotchkes on, on the public. They, if not that the public doesn't want them, the public just can't buy them. It doesn't matter if they want them or not.
4: No, you're absolutely right. And, and it, it, the, the days of the dime store, remember, where you could buy dishwater soap over here and a pair of shoes over there and a pair of pants over there and the dishcloths over here. I mean, remember those when the, those all-purpose general stores? That's right. Those guys would survive forever.
2: This you know, is, tell me this is the time for a Woolworths to make a strong comeback.
4: That's what I'm trying to, thank you. That's exactly right. Those kinds of stores that you can, you know, the 99-cent stores with class would be great. You know, get the lunch counter back, go in there and get a tuna sandwich for 15 cents. Come on.
2: It's time to I'm open up a that Schwab's. That's really what we need to do. There you are. Tim?
3: No, I was just saying, I went to a 99-cent store. I can't, I think it was on Lincoln Boulevard. It was next to the Tommy's, I think it Anyway, they were sell- they were selling meat and dairy products for like ninety nine cents. I don't know if people are eating them. <laughs> well, now wait.
4: Now you you have to understand how they how that works. Okay. Uh, the ninety nine cent stores that you you go buy yogurt for uh, ninety nine cents when mm. the other guys are selling that same yogurt for three dollars. It's because they're real close to the expiration date.
3: Oh, that's, that's the, true.
4: The, the big the big stores like Ralphs and Save Save on and all those guys, are Safeway and all those guys sell their the stuff that they can't shelve anymore. By whatever rule they have, they they sell to the 99-cent store guys. I have. So you you can't just go by. Oh, it's ninety nine cents. I'll buy two dozen of these things in over the two week period. You're gonna wind up the next day having spoiled crap. So you've got to eat that stuff now. Ninety nine cent stores that's that's a daily shop. That's not you don't shop for the week at ninety nine cent stores.
2: You know, and I expiration dates are just sort of a guideline for me anyway. I have faith in my immune system, sir. I just smell everything. My what drives my wife nuts. That's no, that's me too. I'm sticking my nose. My wife bought this like she's on this whole. Uh, speaking of things you can't afford, uh, she's on this business lately. of, the, Like all the dairy in our house is organic, which means it's got to be. I I don't know. They like bring it on like like horseback on a thing with like wooden wagon wheels or whatever. But it's, but it was like a little like thing of like half and half or cream for the coffee or something. And it's that thing of, and she comes into the kitchen and I've got the lid off and I'm going, sticking my nose into it. And she's like, that's disgusting. I'm like, baby, I'm not going to drink this unless I know that it's not rotten. You're just going to have to be okay with that. So, yeah. all right. On that note, my friend, go get better. All right. I'll, I'll do my best. Sir. All right. Thank you, Jim Roop. There you go. Jim Roop in Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Fantastic. Excellent. Schwabs and Woolworths. That's, uh, that's where it's all about these days. All right. It's uh, Rock 101, KUFO. Tim Riley, what headlines are we tracking for the people on this Monday?
3: Uh, Massachusetts woman calls 911 after being surrounded by a pack of coyotes. Today is National Man Day. And Adam Lambert says he may be bi curious. Hear that, ladies. And Levi Johnston sticks up for David Letterman. And he also claims to be half Mexican. <laughs>
2: Is one of these stories made up? Is this like a quiz? No, these are all true. Okay. Well, awesome. All these right. are
3: nothing but true facts.
2: Oh, by the way, straight ahead, we'll play part of that MC Hammer interview, and we'll decide if the rest of it's uh, airable. It's, uh, the audio's very uh, very sketchy. <coughs> Pardon me. It's uh, Rock 101 K UFO. Here's Bad Religion on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. The Rick Emerson Show continues next. Ladies and gentlemen, you and your groin, you... You keep listening on Rock 101, KUFO. All right, then. It is the Rick Emerson Show, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Thank you for coming by. It is uh, 503 228 4101. 503 228 4101, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, we are going to take uh, caller number 10 at 503-228-4101. If you are caller number 10 at 503-228-4101, you get a pair of tickets to the U.S. Air Guitar Championships June 23rd at Dante's. Tickets on sale now at All Tickets West Outlets. you got to be 21 or over uh, to win these. A pair of tickets to the U.S. Air Guitar Championships June 23rd at Dante's. Tickets at All Ticket West uh, Let's on sale now. 503-228-4101. All right. Um, so, uh, we have some news to get through here uh, later on in the hour. Tim Riley, what uh, headlines are you following for the people? And then I'm going to ask uh, Sarah a question about something you said during the break.
3: Well, the uh, the son of the guy who shot everyone at the Holocaust Museum said his father is so twisted by hate, he's unable to lead a normal life. Some guy steals an SUV from SeaTac, ends up rolling it, and it bursts into a ball of flames. Excellent. And we have, uh, let's see here.
2: More on the... National naked bike riding night. Hooray. Was that just here or was no, that, in fact, it national? A, it was a national thing. But, I mean, is that a, they say national, but I can't imagine that it happens in, like, Salt Lake. I mean, that's a thing. It we seems don't know like,
3: that for a fact.
2: I'll have to look that up. There, I'm not sure if
3: I can make that claim.
2: There are probably pockets of the country where more people ride in a national... Nudity. That you're Right. I mean, like, you would think here, probably San Francisco with their uh, liberal values. Mm-hmm. Um, New England do people ride bicycles naked in New England Tim? I don't think so. It'd be a bit too chilly. That's, New York of course. Well, in yeah, New York they would totally do it in New York. So, hey, but anyway, so I wanted to ask you, you did you say that your TV is still working? Yes. So what is that of Tim? I sh- don't know. I
0: haven't watched it all weekend and then so I you know, I was laying in bed last night. I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm going to read a book." I'm like, "Maybe I should just check
2: to Shouldn't see." Shouldn't her TV not be working? Maybe it's a digital television.
0: No, I bought it, it 7 years ago. I it don't has know.
2: no Well, I, that's mystifying. This is this. Wait, this is the. I was uh, watching
0: a Gladiator this morning.
2: What channel would that have been on? I mean, like one of the networks.
0: Yeah, I mean it's because it's you don't the, have cable. No, no, it's one of the channels that I used to get. The only I don't get channel ten, twelve, fifty four, forty nine. I still get all the Spanish channels. Um, I get channel six. Get channel five.
2: Wait, what uh, channel? Okay, so you get channel six,
3: which is Coin. Now, they may have not turned off their analog signal, even though they ah. switched. Nobody said they had to turn off the analog. They just said they had to switch to digital. Is
2: that the deal? They turned on the digital, but they might not have turned off the analog yet? That could be, yes. Right. Yeah. This is, that's what that would mean. Because that's really, that's mystifying. It was
0: amazing. I was so happy. Like, I, w- I was um, like laying in my bed. I'm like, I'm just going to check. And I was bracing myself for white for noise. Nothing. and nothing. And then Mash was on. I'm like, oh, there's Mash. Mash is always on. Nothing.
2: <laughs> Mash is like some sort of a zombie television. You couldn't get rid of that show if you tried. You'd mm-hmm. burn it out like a tick.
0: No, but it's not just one channel. I have like like four or five of them.
2: So. I bet that I bet that Tim's got it right here. They just haven't turned off the analog signal. That's correct. But that being said, I'm just kind of making that up. I don't really know. Here's the other thing. After that whole discussion we had all last week. And I know that they've been – I know they've been warning us for like two years and blah, 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 blah. But I'm an American. I do everything at the last moment. So after this whole discussion last week about whether we are going to be able to get television or not, actually from Friday or maybe Thursday night up to – the point is I haven't actually watched anything on television, like a live television program or a recently recorded television program I think in almost a week just because with the TiVo, I've just got such a backlog of stuff uh, that I still got to get watched. And then Laura and I were watching Firefly all weekend. Uh, and then what with the Xbox and all. So I, I actually, I'm trying to think now if there's a single television program that I actually schedule myself around. Anyone?
0: No, it used to be Lost, but.
2: Anderson Cooper is about it. Yeah, you lost Cold his in Hyattos. Okay. Which what is like. it? And that is it on is CBS it on, Sunday Nights. So, is, so that's on now they're not in reruns?
3: Sometimes you get a new one. Sometimes you get a rerun. It all depends. Did you watch it on Sunday? I did not, but I scheduled it to record because I had to start all over again. I had to swap DVRs. Oh, that's and, right. Cause your DVR mine kept is fast forwarding
2: by itself. Yes, that's fast. was God. shutting itself off. All right, wait, yeah, and wait, Gossip
0: wait. Girl too, but it's it's done as well.
2: And wait, when you're when you say your DVR is fast forwarding by itself, you're not uh, you weren't swindled by that Bing commercial, were you? No, no, no. It, it was shutting
3: itself down. It would all the lights would flicker, and then it would just go to black.
2: <laughs> the over and over again that. Have you uh, and that's when you realize just like the limits of your own intelligence, because you understand once you get to that point, you realize that all you can do is unplug the thing and then plug it back in and then just pray. Just pray like you have never prayed before. I had an issue and it turns out it was just like a power surge. But I had an issue with my modem the other day. My uh, my and I I had to trade that in, too. You know, (laughs) see, this is maybe why everything's working well at my house, because all the bad luck is at your place.
3: Well, what happened was I run a, a wireless thing. From the third floor to the first floor, and for some reason it wasn't working on the first floor sporadically, so I just unplugged it and brought the old modem back and traded it for a new one. In the meantime, the DVR went south, so I had to trade that one back too.
2: Really, so that's this- a
0: difference with us. He's referring to his third floor.
2: I was gonna say, you know, I got one, I got one floor, and then like a basement that's filled with <laughs> dirt. I mean, that's pretty. That's
0: pretty I have one much floor a- <laughs> and a dirty back porch.
2: <laughs> well, that's good. Somebody has texted. They said, "What about True Blood?" Here's the thing about that. True Blood, right oh, now? I want to start watching that. I'm just watching. I'm why I'm working my way through the first season uh, right now. So not even True Blood, am I? Not even True Blood, am I? Setting myself for. Uh, that and they've pushed Mad Men back again, so it's like oh, I got I didn't know that. Yeah, so I got that. And have you those bastards? Have you seen that thing they're doing with Mad Men where they're running what purports to be a season three promo, but it's just a bunch of crap from season two. Oh, that's too bad. And they've just I chopped hate up when people do that. sons of bitches. And now an exclusive preview of Mad Men season three, and it's not. It's just a bunch of crap from season two that they've edited together. Because. I don't like being lied to. Oh, the jackasses. So there's that. So, True Blood. I'm just watching season one right now. Uh, Breaking Bad, I'm just catching up with on DVDs. So there's, there's actually nothing except for Anderson Cooper that is in... You know, there's stuff like, like No Reservations, like Anthony Bourdain or whatever, but that's like, I don't even know... When that season starts or ends, I just hit. I just tell the TV to record it every time it's mm-hmm. on, and there's like 500 episodes of that. So it's like you never know when you're getting something, you know, new or old. Anyway, I
0: just watch everything online, like everything. That's it's, it's so easy. I'm just like, hmm, what's the show that I heard somebody talking about? I'm just gonna Google that and find it and watch it, and that's it.
2: Oh, watching the Hulu, see?
0: The Hulu or just like or any show, like they have so many websites for it.
2: See, and that's my thing. See, I uh uh I have the uh, what's it the uh, you know the the Comcast high uh, high speed internet, which I love by the way, and so. But I had this. It was right after the when we had the windstorm uh, a couple weeks ago, and just everything. It was the worst windstorm in the history of everything. And I had like a little bit of a power surge. Power didn't go out, but I think there was a power flicker at some point, and uh, my internet went down. And I unplugged the modem, and that's when you realize just you are so at the mercy of the fates. Because I unplug it, I wait till thirty, plug it back in. And then thank for the lights come back on. But then you realize if the lights didn't come back on on my modem, like if it, didn't, if it didn't fix itself by unplugging it and plugging it back in, I am screwed. I have nothing. There's nothing I can do beyond that. I mean, it's not like it's a box full of gears or something and you can open them and go, oh, that one just needs to be rejiggered or whatever it is. It's just nothing you can do. So thank God I'm not facing. Oh, this, by the way, somebody said they have only turned off certain channels for now, says this text. So apparently that is oh, the deal, Sarah. Well,
0: thank you for the TV channels who haven't changed, because right. I'm too lazy to get the thing. Yeah,
2: see, you'll be forced into it, though.
0: I know. Well, actually, Bruce Agler and I have spoken, and he has a couple extra ones.
2: Of course he does. Yeah. Now, I got a whole basement full of them. <laughs> no, 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 I got a... Do you want a TiVo? I got three in my attic. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, Rock 101, KUFO, ladies and gentlemen, this is Three Days Grace. Coming straight uh, up, straight ahead, we have uh, the news with Tim Riley. Christy Turnquist will be here to talk about the weekend box office and part of our interview with MC Hammer, which may or may not be audible. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Broadcasting in standard definition. If you don't have a place where you can hold these people, you're
4: Options to this is the Rick Emerson Show
2: on Rock 101 KUFO. That's right. It is the Rick Emerson radio program live from Portland. You know, I've seen that commercial you're talking about where they're plugging the thing into the wall that's supposed to drive the rats away with yeah. some kind of an electronic noise.
3: Plug this in instead of having someone come in and spray poisonous things around your children. And then, there's,
2: and then it's like the kid sitting on the floor in the crib or something. And then there's the John Goodman arachnophobia guy spraying poison My favorite everywhere. My the
0: girl in the, um, in the bathroom with the curling iron. You see this giant cockroach crawling behind her.
3: Tim is the girl who, who's screaming because she doesn't have those things to put in her hair to make herself look like Sarah Palin. Have you seen that one yet?
2: And Tim has a good uh, the point, though, about this about the the rat uh, thing—the thing you plug into the wall that gets. Why are you living someplace where your house is filled with rats? Maybe you ought to. Uh... I mean, the children are getting on having the rats to play with anymore. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, move from the Bronx somewhere. There, else.
3: There was another one too. I I noticed there were branding old things like, it used to be called the Amazing Cyber Slicer, but now, which used to be used to. Uh, Peel potatoes, but now it's being rebranded to peel bananas, because people have all the time in the world instead of peeling a banana the old-fashioned way. What old do you mean it,
2: it peels bananas?
3: You don't like a potato peeler? Yeah. Well, this one peels bananas. It seems like... Do you mean it, it peels... There's a big need for this in America. Do you mean it peels bananas like... No, you, you peel it. You, it is a banana peel. You peel it with your hand. Instead of opening up bananas the old-fashioned way,
2: so it doesn't—it's not a thing where like you put it on a spindle or something no. and then it's peeling the banana. You manually peel your banana. <laughs> Do I ever?
3: Ha! 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 Oh, uh, kooky morning show, you. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Dillon cough on her <laughs> sunflower <laughs> seeds. All right, but, but let me just back up for a second. So it doesn't, it's not like it peels it uh, around or something. No, it's peeling it lengthwise you'll the old-fashioned way. banana and you peel it with a peeler. I don't understand. Why you would peel you?
3: Peel a banana with a peeler? As much yeah. as
2: there's no need for most infomercial things, I, I see even less need for that. Like, what is the, in other words, what problem are they solving? Because that's the thing with those products. They say, are you tired of having this happen? And it, then it shows it, somebody it, using a paring knife and lopping off their thumb.
3: Right, this <laughs> takes 10 times longer to prepare
2: your banana for eating.
0: So do you like skin the skin off of the banana? Yes,
2: exactly. Is it just like a cigar clipper that it, it, it clips it's like off? It's a potato peeler. Okay, I'm, op- I'm looking it up right now. Now, what is it called? What is it
3: called? I can't remember what but it's But you're called.
2: saying it's the same thing that used to be the cyber slicer? Yes. All right, so I'm just going to put in cyber slicer banana. It, it was
3: rotating evenly with the rat killer.
2: Okay, uh, I've become fascinated by the Google search complete. You know when you start typing in cyber, uh, cyber, do you know what the first result is? I don't know. Hmm. The first result is cyber duck. All one word. I don't know why that is. I, me either. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, it's Tim Riley.
0: Sorry, I got distracted by the cyber slicer.
2: In the news with Tim Riley. Sorry, more information about
3: that naked bike ride, because everyone asked for it. This naked bike ride took place in Los Angeles, New York City, London, Montreal, Albany, and Portland, Oregon. <laughs> So we're kind of like the odd city out. Mm. Uh, Meanwhile, in New York, a woman named Melissa, who's 26, tells the New York Daily News, I'm waiting for naked men. I'm single. (laughs) I guess it's the new Craigslist. Oh,
0: Melissa, you'll be waiting a long time.
3: Keep waiting, sister. That's right. So uh, those who were uh, parading around naked said everybody should be able to do this. Oops, hang on a minute. I wasn't ready for that. Those who are riding bikes naked says everybody
2: should be able to do this. People are doing way cruder and ruder things and taking off their clothes to our planet. Oh, God. Really? Yes, really. They're close to the planet? No one's taking the the pants off of the planet. That's not happening. No, is- no one is mooning the planet. And
0: I'm sorry. I would never ride a bike naked. There's a lot of...
2: Well, it's There's a it's lot of frauds, ugly people. A lot
0: of uncomfortableness that would go along with riding a bike like yes. that. I mean, that's just gross. Yes.
3: It yes, is it, gross. it is. Like, it's, what do it's they even do? worse when they do it on TriMet. Is if TriMet isn't gross enough on a regular day? Oh, God, that's right.
0: Oh the God, they're sitting on it? There's that oh. horrible... Isn't
2: there, that, that, Who's cleaning those seats afterwards? Isn't there that pantsless thing that happens once a year on TriMet? It's yes. the no pants day or something? Yes. See, I put the no pants people. The well, no. those are the people you can't tell what gender they belong to. No. No, you cannot... They're all. They look all chastity. They look all chastity Bono. They do. The um, Chaz Bono now. Oh Bono. Is it going to be Chaz really? Yeah. Well, she's been called that all along. I didn't know that. Her uh, friends call her that. Some, uh, ch- Chaz or her friends, Chastity Bono. I have a question to ask about that later. Um, no, it's the the no pants guys. The guy and it's always guys, of course, and homely women who get on the, the TriMet uh, the bus, they get on the Max or something once a year, they're like, look at me, I don't have any pants. You know, I put them in the same category, though, as the tall bike people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just, they are what uh, Philip Roth calls urban attention seekers, mm-hmm. which is who are trying to get the attention of everybody while simultaneously... Insisting that there's nothing strange about what they're doing, when obviously there is, which is why they're doing it. But it's like they, but but they sort of want you to be not. It's like the tall bike guys are like that. One look Mm -hmm. at
3: their face, and the eyes don't travel any more south than that. (laughs) They kind of just stop there. It's like, okay, I really don't need to see
2: anymore. No, seriously. No, you. That's a that's a cover uh, that that allows you to judge the rest of that book, Tim. That is so
0: true, though. I hate like the casual tall bike bicyclists because they're like riding around. Like, look at how I'm like so cool.
2: You know, transporting myself on my tall bike. (laughs) See, and that's the thing, and. it's like to me, it's the juxtaposition of doing the thing with is overtly wacky. Like, you know, like if you're some you're the tall bike guy and, you know, like you're in a circus, that's fine. But it's the juxtaposition of the tall bike with then the insistence that there's nothing strange about it at all. When, of course, you know, the whole point is for everybody. To, hey, look at me. I'm on a, ta- I'm on a bike that's I'm so absurdly good. tall. This bike is much larger than it really needs to be. Isn't that amusing? So I, there's just some, and I don't think I'm alone. I, there's something about me that just so deeply craves seeing those guys fall into traffic. I mean, I'm not saying that somebody should proactively do that. That would be wrong. I'm just saying, if the universe should take care of that for me, if it should just like work out that they fall into the path of a dairy gold truck, I'd be happy. Here's Tim Riley. Alaska's Rat Island is
3: finally rat-free. 229 years after a Japanese shipwreck spilled rampaging rodents on this remote Aleutian island, it, uh, it ate all the birds, and then people couldn't go there anymore. After dropping poison on the island away from somebody's children, apparently, from a helicopter, they killed all the rats, or so they claim. Rats have ruled the islands in 1780 when they jumped off a sinking Japanese ship and terrorized all the birds. Rats have ruled the island. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, so it is too soon to say whether or not rat island is definitely rat free they can be estimated after at least two years
2: of monitoring so they don 't know if there are a couple of happy rats hiding away. Are you picturing what was that it <laughs> was that story we had a couple months ago but there was some island that's ruled by dragons No, oh, it was like to. some Komodo dragon island or something, and the sailors landed there and they you know they hey let's stop over there at dragon Island and then it all went sort of uh, it all went sort of south so somebody's asking me if this is see this is the same question I had so the nude bike riders. This must have. They must have taken all of these bike events and they put them under one umbrella because there was that Pedal Palooza thing.
0: Well, that's still going on. It's still Pedal Palooza, so and, it's two weekends.
2: Okay, and so, so this is. I guess they dropped some three-story banner off something or other uh, yesterday. Why I, say. I don't know because they're opposed to another bridge for reasons that sort of pass understanding. I mean, I've never really heard any explanation as to why the they're opposed to another thing? bridge. Well, because they're building that new bridge from Portland to Vancouver. Yeah. And so I guess the Palooza people are all uh, irritated about the bridge, and so there's some banner, whatever. You know, I've, I've stopped caring. I've just uh, I've moved off of this. I'm already do- I'm boring myself with this. Here's Tim Riley.
3: Well, this L.A. lady is afraid to go home as the Lakers' playoff win sets off typical L.A. riding with overturned cars, fires, and people throwing flaming objects at each other.
1: <laughs> I'm glad the Lakers won, but we don't need a parade. Look what's happening now, and this is not even parade. This is really awful for California, and I'm, I'm really sad for this.
3: I fear for my life. I'm scared to go home. Can't get home. I'm stuck down here. This is bad. <laughs> really bad. But people continue to live there.
2: Manifest destiny, Tim. And arrive right by the thousands daily. That's, what do you mean they're throwing flaming objects at each they other? They just what? Throw, set things on fire and throw them for fun. <laughs> you never seen that before? Let's juggle some fire. That'll be fun. That's great. Wonderful. Uh, from Massachusetts comes word. This lady
3: had to call 911 after being surrounded by a pack of coyotes.
2: Ma'am, I'm in Grovewood. My factory laying way in the woods. And there's four coyotes following me. How far away are the coyotes? This is exactly what the MC Hammer interview sounds like. Are
4: they just following you or are they being a little aggressive?
3: They're being aggressive and I'm afraid.
2: Just being stalked by coyotes? Yeah. That's creepy. Wait, is she, is she wandering through the woods? She's walking her dogs on it, a city street. Where at? Massachusetts. Is that the sort of, You don't picture Massachusetts being filled with coyotes most of the time? No. I thought that was a, uh, I thought that was a, like a southwestern phenomenon.
3: Perhaps so, but coyotes are everywhere now. And bears. It seems kind of like an animal uprising time.
2: I think this is... I'm sick and tired of it. Hey, let me just uh, play you a little bit of this M.C. They Hammer thing. They be snacking
3: here. on naked bikers next.
2: I'm going to play you a little bit of this, and then you all uh, tell me whether or not you think this is airable uh, in toto, as they say. It, it, in it its might entirety. be riveting for all you know. Well, it's seven minutes long. It's not that it's a bad interview. I'll play like the first thirty seconds, so you can get a sense. Okay. The, here's the thing: is that the MC Hammer, the guy comes on, he goes, "All right, are you are you ready? I'm, I've got." And he sounded bad. The guy who patches you through to MC Hammer, because the deal is you sit there and hold, and then you wait for MC Hammer. You know, Go he's through his people. Yeah, because he's yeah, because he's doing a whole series, and there's like your time life operator that, that you know that hooks the two of you up. And the guy says, and I've got MC Hammer. And he sounded really bad, the operator. And I thought, well, this isn't good. I thought, well, maybe that's just, you know, he's the middleman. So maybe they gave him the bad headset. So then he puts on MC Hammer, and Hammer's all. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I'm having some trouble hearing you over there. Can you. And then, then, but then you don't want to ask MC Hammer to speak up because you feel. like, like it's, some,
0: yeah, you don't want to misspeak. Yeah, like you don't want
2: to be you, don't speak out you of You want to be proper, not improper. And like you, you don't wish to be rude. You don't want to be like Hammer, I can't hear you. Uh you know the May I bring it
3: you to your attention, I can't understand a word you're saying.
2: Please hammer, don't mumble. And it's and I and so I can't I can't hear anything. And then Hammer's like I can barely hear And and then I then I feel like I'm trapped inside some hellish Phil Hendry bit that's just going Hard on Adam and on West and I'm, Interview. <laughs> exactly. That was a classic. So I end up shouting into the phone, So, Hammer, what is it like to be a living legend? Um, And then he says, And then I say, That's great! Wonderful! So, should I play this here or on the other side? Let's play on the other
0: side. Let's just knock this out really quick. So
2: we come back. Well, it's something to look forward. I don't want to get everybody's hopes up. So we come back? I'm going to play just enough of this for us to take a vote here about whether we make it an online-only interview. Uh, Because it's... uh, is that a dumping ground for things you really don't want to play? Yes.
3: Okay.
0: Well, we need more. No, opinions no,
2: than... <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, was that out loud? No. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is.
0: We also need to get other people's opinions too. Maybe we can do like the text thing or something.
2: Yes,
3: I guess the online thing is like analog TV.
2: No, it's Tim. Right. It's a, no, 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 no. The online. The, the, it's the future. Online is the NHD radio. That's the. Uh... I just wanted to make sure it's our salvation. Mm-hmm. It'll keep us going. <coughs> Look over there. <coughs> there. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program, and good morning to you. It is Monday. It's 503-228-4101, live from Portland, Oregon, on Rock 101 KUFO. Here, uh, here. you can also text us if like. It's 52051. Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian was uh, eyeing with some interest the doctor used toilet brush and horsewhip on me, says man. Story. Christy had the question, what is a male dominatrix? And I don't really know the answer to that. Is, is a dom- dominatrix, is that in fact... Well, that is a term. I think it might be term. an
0: all-encompassing term.
2: Nah, do you think? I don't know. Dominatrix, it sounds feminine. But maybe that's, But you know what, maybe that's not, but maybe that's just because, the, maybe that's just because we always use it that way, and so therefore it's like a self-perpetuating thing. Would it, it wouldn't just be Dominator, would it? Dominator doesn't sound real. Dominator sounds like some sort of a brand of stereo that you would buy. <laughs>
0: do you think that a lot of women are out there, like, looking to be smacked around by a guy? That probably isn't too easy to find, or hard to find.
2: Well, uh, That's true. Uh, I'm gonna skip the obvious joke. It's not, you know, it's not even worth my time on this Monday. Uh, Tim Rothley is working on the following headlines on this uh, Monday morning for you.
3: Barbara, California, Carrie Purjean thinks David Letterman is disgusting. Anna Montana could be ending soon, and Six Flags. F- or bankruptcy.
2: All right. Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian. Hello. How are Hi, you?
1: Hi. I'm fine. How are you?
2: Uh, let me just read this because I know that you were interested in it. <laughs> oh, this no. is, uh, I'll just I'll read these two <laughs> stories for you really quickly here and then we'll find out what you're going to be talking Thank about you. today. Thank then I'll so play a bit of this MC Hammer interview. <laughs> so here's the thing about dominatrix. Well, you work in the media. You know, you work with language. So dominatrix, that well, sounds know. like a female term.
1: And I was actually sitting here thinking about that. Not dominatrix. I was thinking about linguistics. Um, uh-huh. The term editor when people sort of want to have fun with that, they talk about an editrix as being like a female editor. Not that anybody ever actually calls a female editor that. But. Female
2: editor. You're crazy. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, the, is, is it some like Latin thing? But well, See, but I think they say editrix, though. In other words, I think that derives from dominatrix. I think that dominatrix. So it, it all it, goes back to dominatrix? A play, it's a play on the word dominatrix, I think, when they say that. I don't know, from the like, editor. I don't know. You know what can I do? We were talking about the autoerotic asphyxiation thing uh last week and we had a um we had a woman who was a uh who is a sort of a, a, a human sexuality expert for Fox News of all people who came on and uh, and you know she was talking about it but during that segment I was actually getting emails from listeners who are like, I'm totally into autoerotic association. Let me tell you all about it. So it seems like there's probably somebody who knows this. Um, you don't feel like you really have to call up and like spend hours of your life on hold waiting to talk about it. But if you just want to shoot us an email or a text or something and let me know, because I just... One of those things I never wondered about, but now it's going to obsess me. Let me read you these, um, these headlines, Christy Turnquist, because I saw you looking at them. We have this from, uh, this is from the, the Daily Mail, which is a, a fine British newspaper. Not quite as fine as The Sun, but uh, in, interesting and entertaining nonetheless. A woman died after cosmetic surgery when fat from her buttocks was injected into a vein in her face. Rachel Sones underwent the procedure to plump out her face, but died from a phenomenally rare, but not rare enough, complication when the fat... I'll take ways I don't wish to die for a hundred million... got into her lungs. The 37-year-old suffered from blah, 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 which left her with an unusually thin face. She'd undergone the plumping treatment twice before and was admitted to St. Thomas Hospital in London as an outpatient on February 12th. But shortly after a... 2nd re-injection of fat from her buttocks. She complained of dizziness and then vomited. Apparently, this arose from an injection of fat into the vein in her face, which traveled into her lungs. An attending physician said, this is always, uh, once the fat got into her lungs, there's nothing we can do about it. So there you go. Oh, uh, God. And then also this. This is from Ottawa. A second witness in the sexual assault trial of an Ottawa psychiatrist... See, Sarah's shrink only had the issue of not wanting to let her cancel appointments and constantly bragging about the various electronics goods that she was buying with Sarah's money.
0: talking about horrible, like, family secrets that I didn't ask about. That as well. She wasn't doing this.
2: At least you're not the person in this story. A second witness in the sexual assault trial of an Ottawa psychiatrist testified yesterday that the doctor violated him with a toilet brush and horsewhip during a series of what they...
0: It I, never goes into the toilet brush thing, though, does no. it?
2: God. No, it doesn't. In what they needlessly describe as a series of kinky sex sessions. No, really? The witness testified his vision was also impaired when Dr. Juan Rosario put a white plastic garbage bag over his, the witness's head in a prelude to sexual behavior. The witness claimed under oath that the psychiatrist... Tied a rope around the witness's quote, private area, then quote, watch me around his office like a horse, tapping the horse whip on my rear end. The witness also described other deviant behavior with the toilet brush and horse whip. Here's the thing, if you go into your psychiatrist's office and at any point during the session he brings out a toilet brush and begins waving it at you in some sort of menacing fashion, that's when one heads for the. This is, why would you ever? Why would there be a horsewhip? Why and a would you have your brush? clothes
0: off and allow somebody to tie that on
2: you? That's a good question, Sarah. I Seriously,
0: mean, like he's allowed himself to get to the point of being naked. What and is he you're being around? What is he doing?
2: What are, you be, what are you being treated for? That you answer yes to this series of questions, starting like, with, okay, will so you take off, off your, your pants?
0: pants. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just relax. <laughs> take off your pants.
2: Now you're gonna feel a slight brushing sensation. Um, <laughs> this is perfectly normal and nothing to be worried about.
0: Seriously, I'm sorry, no toilet brush, it might be able to, you know, go in a little easy, but...
2: Into the toilet, you into mean? Into the
0: toilet. That thing's like...
2: So to speak. be like, kind of like a porcupine.
0: But I'm wondering, was insurance... It's like a
2: hedgehog. <laughs>
3: Are we talking about janitorial matters here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Janitorial.
3: <laughs>
2: nah, nah. All right. Here's uh, just a bit of the MC Hammer interview. So here's the deal with this. So this MC Hammer interview, uh, Hammer interview uh, we've had scheduled for many, many weeks. I was very excited about it. And so I came in yesterday, and I'm preparing my questions and I've got, you know, I've got everything sort of bracketed out how I'm going to uh, approach the interview, how I'm going to talk about his new series. And I've been told that, you know, he doesn't like to talk too much about the, you know, the bankruptcy. He doesn't like to dwell on the bad times and whatever. He's very modest. That's right, Tim. So <laughs> the guy comes on and they patch me through to MC Hammer and immediately it becomes obvious that I can't hear him and he can't hear me and the only choice we have is to have uh you know the the guy you know the, the operator who was patched both together to do uh, some sort of a um what was that woman that what was that woman that worked with Helen Keller susan something or other oh um
1: annie annie
2: Wilkes. no annie, annie uh, uh, sullivan. sullivan so it's a, so really we've got that we've, you know, where he could sort of translate for us but then he just helpfully vanishes uh, you know, as soon as it becomes clear that neither Hammer or I can hear each other at oh, all. Oh, that's awkward. Uh, then he's just like, okay, I gotta go, I'll be back. Mike's gone. <laughs> and so what you'll hear is me speaking as loudly as I possibly can, Hammer all but screaming into his telephone. <laughs> neither of us able to hear the other, really. And him still talking as though he's coming off an Edison wax cylinder from 1905. <laughs> so I'm going to play a bit of this, and then we'll decide whether this... Um, whether this gets placed online with our other glorious added content. All right, this is, a, and it starts with my corny intro where I uh, blah 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 hammer. Oh wait, hold on. All right, and uh, one more time. No, that's not it.
4: Good, how you doing,
2: Rick? <laughs> Rick, why does that? Why, what, what is up with that? <laughs>
0: Oh, that was compelling. I'm glad we played it. Okay, that it's was. still
2: playing. and there's, Maybe that should go online. It's, it's still playing, and there's just dead air.
0: You asked all the questions I've always wanted to know.
2: This audio track is seven and a half minutes long. Oh, this is awesome. Wait, I'm going to play this back again. This is seven minutes and 31 seconds long. I'm going to hit play, and I'm not going to turn it off again. I'm just going to let this play. Are we ready? Okay. All right, I'm hitting play on this. There we go. That's fantastic. Did, did you just turn off your analog signal? I, uh, the rest, it's, you can only hear the rest of that on HD, Tim. That's the, uh, good. How you doing, Rick? Well, that's awesome. Hey, let's, uh, welcome. Steve he remembered your name. Let's welcome now to the uh, Rick Emerson show, our production assistant extraordinaire, uh, uh, Greg Nibbler, who's, uh, gonna be on uh, mic number three over there. Hello, Greg Nibbler. How are you? Uh, hello, sir. Let me just, uh, wait, hold on, let me just play the one more time. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, MC Hammer. No. see, now it doesn't want to play it all, of course.
3: <laughs> well, it's going to go on the station. Uh,
2: right. All papers. right. Well, that's great. Hold on. So
3: much, we've yeah.
0: put it three times yeah.
2: now. Well, there's another I file in worry. there mm-hmm. that is the appropriate file. The appropriate. This doesn't sound like the appropriate file. <laughs> this, this, is, this is not the well, appropriate Well, it's heading file. in the right direction, I think. Well, okay. <laughs> well, maybe this is the universe's way of indicating uh, to me that this was not suitable it for playback. kind of clear. <laughs> well, let's listen one more time. Hold on. <laughs> that's great. Um, so this, this little soundbite where he's just saying, good, how are you doing, Rick? Is that representative of the audio quality for the entire interview? I would say that that's a little bit better than most of the rest of the interview. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's great. To be honest. Yeah, but, I was going to say, that doesn't but, sound know, too bad. Yeah, it's, it's not as bad as I thought. So uh, it might be worth giving it a shot. See Sarah, how do you feel about the big uh, the big MC Hammer question?
0: I, you know, I kind of want to... I know what it sounds like in my headphones. I think it sounds fine, but I'd kind of like to hear some of the audience members to see if they like. All
2: right, hold on. Let me see if I can. Let me. Let me. Let me do this. Let me play. Uh, let me do this instead. All right. Let's try this. All right. Every so often on this uh, show, we get the chance to talk to this somebody is who is a living, breathing is that slice of sure incarnate, Mick. and today is, is one of those days. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, star of the new right. series Hammer Time, which airs on A and E. The one and only M.C. Hammer. Hello to you, sir. How are you today? Good. How are you doing, Ryan? All right. There's I that. Am, uh, I'm doing fantastically, my friend. Um, Before we get out of the gate here, you know, for people who maybe uh, saw you on the first season of The Surreal Life or some of your other television appearances, uh, what what are they going to see on Hammer Time that maybe they're not expecting? What are they going to see that's different on this series? Well, I think the main thing is that uh, because
4: I'm, uh, I'm a uh, musician – what they've known has only been sound soundbites over the years, uh, music videos, but very little bit of the man has been seen outside of the,
2: quote-unquote, the music. Number. He's referred so to himself as the man. There's the a man
4: a whole other side of, of who I am. You get to see the whole man uh, as a father, a
2: husband, a uncle, a businessman. You get to meet the rest of MCM. Yeah. You know, Uh, Meeting the rest of MC Hammer, by the way, sounds like code for something perverse. So this interview is creepy when people talk about
0: themselves in the third person.
2: (laughs) It's seven and a half uh, minutes long. Uh, How do you feel about seven and a half minutes of that rather uh, shrill audio quality on his half of the. uh,
0: I feel bad because Greg put a lot of work into it, as did you.
2: Well, I mean, not that uh, not that the online audience is insubstantial. There you go, Sarah. So uh, I think what we'll do is uh, that'll become an online uh, bonus feature at kufo dot com. be uh,
3: so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really, we uh, we kind of did the best we could with the available. Uh, every so often on the, with the available, uh, uh, you know, sort of the audio there because it was just yeah there was there was really no salvaging that. We we really well, gave it, it the old college it, try. It, it
3: sounds like something that would appear between infomercials on some obscure UHF channel around <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
2: That's great. Awesome. All right. We come back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about the uh, weekend box office with Oregonian uh, pop culture writer Christy Turnquist, ladies and gentlemen. It is The Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show. Available anytime, anywhere. Visit KUFO.com right now. All right. It is the Rick Emerson Show, live from Portland, Oregon, on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's Monday. Tim Riley, what stories are we following for the good people of the Rose City today?
3: Well, we have some uh, fresh sound from Good Morning America about the son of the guy who did the shooting at the Holocaust Museum. That should be interesting. An Oregon City couple who prayed for their sick child who died instead of getting a doctor are about to go on trial in Portland. And a guy who stole an SUV, ended up rolling it and exploding into a ball of flames at SeaTac.
2: Good for him. Um, by the way, I've looked up the, the Cyber Slicer. I just put in a Cyber Slicer, and Google did that thing of prompting me for another term. I said, did you mean Cyber Slacker? Uh, apparently, it also wants me to travel back to 1996. But I can't find... There's no actual webpage for the Cyber Slicer device, because all of these is a bunch of dudes who are like Counter-Strike players who I call be- themselves like Cyber Slicer 75. I believe it was
3: the exciting bonus if you got the... Uh, oh, there was a knife. The Amazing Something knife. It wasn't like a Ginsu knife or something. It was something like that, but it cut through frozen food, which they put in the microwave oven off stage. Really? Before they brought it up for the guy to cut through.
2: Is this the knife that like, they would saw through tin cans with it, and yes. then it would always slice tomatoes, quote, whisper thin? Yes. And whisper thin, by the way, that's a sort of... Uh, Whisper thin is a kind of uh, uh, that is a denoting of width that is not used anywhere else in the regular world. It, like it's not like you go to Lay All in Manhattan and the guy says, "By the way, I will need these three whispers thin. Thank you. Get <laughs> on and I'll and I'll need them fanned out in the shape of a rose. Thank yeah. you." Wonderful. Originally,
3: the guy with the bow tie did that infomercial. Which guy with the bow tie? He did tons of infomercials. He was a nerdy looking guy with a bow tie. Wait, was he knives. bald? I can't remember if he was bald or not.
2: You know who I think about is that bastard in the weird Argyle sweater. That's him. Uh, you know who that, – that guy? Oh, yeah, man. I get paid, he bugs me. Well, I get paid 50 bucks to sit in that audience and, um, and cheer wildly over this knife. Seriously, what I wouldn't pay to just see that guy set on fire. He just uh, – He made a lot of money. Oh, he infuriates me. You know who I, I am strangely put off by? He's that, there's that uh, – what is that, that commercial for that – the magic uh, – the magic bullet, which I think is also the name of a marital aid, by the way. Mm-hmm. But the magic bullet's like a blending uh, thing. And there's the woman. She sort of looks like the woman from all the Far Side cartoons. Like she's got the weird cat eye glasses and the beehive. There's her. And then there's like the dopey guy who's with her. And it's like the dopey guy in the infomercial is always the one who bugs me. All right. I'm going to quit dwelling on I
0: got this. tricked into being a knife sales girl once.
2: How are you tricked into being a knife sales girl? Because
0: I was looking for a summer job in college, and I answered an ad saying, like, make lots of money, you know, doing this thing. And so I went to this, um, went to this room to, to a meeting, and then they didn't tell you what it was. And it's like, okay, we're going to select whoever it is. And then, you know, they, they kind of pick a few people. It's
3: like, oh, it's probably Amway. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> was but this like a people multi-level people a marketing like, thing? Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're like, knives. I'm like, no. I'm
2: leaving <laughs> right <Not> leaving. now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, did I? ever... Did I? Well, never mind. Never mind. I, I have to stop now, or we're just gonna get off into stories about the being swindled into multi-level marketing. Hello, Christy. Turnquist from the Oregonian. How are you today?
1: Well, I'm fine. And in the words of MC Hammer, "Hey Rick, how
0: you doing? Thank you. <laughs> thanks,
2: thanks so much. The. And by the way, everybody should quit uh, the busting on Greg about the audio. He really did the best he could. Uh,
0: oh no, no, that's not his fault.
2: No, it was just. It, it was one of those things. where like five seconds into the interview. I could tell that he couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear him. And all the audio that was being uh, recorded was just awful. Right. But. Same time, it's like I've been working for like three weeks to get the interview, and I'm like, uh, just screw it. I'm just going to plunge on ahead, and we'll uh, we'll fix it in post.
3: Well, well the task asked for him was, can you possibly, maybe, do something about this? And the answer was no, no, no. <laughs> That's right. It can't always be yes. This time, the answer was no. At least he's not a yes man.
2: That's right, Rick. I'll get this fixed uh, right away. Absolutely, there's no problem at all. There are lots of problems. They are unfixable problems, at that. So really, the only choice I have is just to sort of have this redubbed like some sort of a kung fu movie. Oh, yeah. You know, where I say like, hello, MC Hammer. And then we get, uh, you know, like Tim to say,
0: hello, Rick Emerson. Hello,
2: Rick. How are you doing? (laughs) Which I might actually do tomorrow. Tim, I might get this transcribed and then tomorrow you can play the part of MC Hammer. That'll make people feel a lot better, I'm sure. Yes. Yes, it will.
1: I I tune in for that.
2: Don't lie to me, Christy. <laughs> I'll turn this into a den of deception. All right, so Tim, at the beginning of today's program, inadvertently gave away large sections of the movie up oh, to the audience. No.
3: Well, just one major thing. So,
2: <laughs> like, right out of the gate. Should, it I, a tone for the should I repeat movie? it for those who weren't here earlier? The, you can go online and have it yeah, spoiled God. for you digitally. It was. Like, we were right out of the gate this morning. Like, it, it's sort of, hello, Sarah, how are you? I'm fine. You know, hello, Tim, how are you? Everyone dies in the end. What? what? Well, no. I was surprised. Spoiler alert! With Disney Pixar, that this
3: isn't really a children's movie. Well, you know, I haven't seen this movie yet. Uh, Thanks a lot. It's, it's, it's for uh,
2: adults. It is apparently a uh, apparently it's a heavy film. There's there are moments of darkness in it, um,
3: which I is mean, not that. People, d- I mean, people were were so upset they weren't ter- turning up their cell phones. They were like ringing for two minutes before the woman even bothered to rummage through her purse. <laughs>
2: Is it they're, they're, they're just a huge gelatinous full of uh, full either, of Sour Patch Kids either, paused on the way to their mouth? Hold a Kleenex <laughs> or a cell phone. She chose the Kleenex. I'm oh, so by over... the
3: way, you're asked at the beginning of the movie now not to text, which
2: is the first time I've seen that. Really? Yes. Well, that must be just because people figure if the, if the phone isn't ringing, they can use it all they want. So they can just sit and be be up, you know. I mean, it's
0: annoying glowing, and you can see someone writing around.
2: I'm in your theaters disrupting your experience. (laughs) This is is how important I am. (laughs) I was so overcome with emotion, I actually had to stop eating my nachos for a moment. Well, the thing about Pixar movies is, you know, Pixar movies are typically... I mean, they're not... Here's the thing about Pixar films. Pixar films, kind of like The Office. The Office is this way, too. Uh, and Arrested Development was this way from time to time, where when they had they would, they really earn the emotion. Like Wally yeah. is that way. Yeah, I saw Wally uh, three times. And just every single time at the end when it looks like he's just turned off and Eve can't get him to turn back on. And I'm just, mm-hmm. and I'm 35 years of age. I'm just I'm just, I'm just, sad, <laughs> just blubbering like an idiot uh, because that's how good those movies are. So
1: they're not afraid to go to the dark place.
2: No, well, that's, I mean, but they, but as opposed to everybody who claims that they make their movies for the whole family, Pixar really does. Well, and the thing is for the whole family doesn't mean for kids. Yeah. It means for the whole age range and they don't dumb it down for kids they don't I they mean, don't pull they, any punches there aren't rodents smiling through the singing songs oh, like boy. you would expect how great is that by the way that when you watch a Pixar film you know at no point is everybody going to begin busting at a line dance yeah uh, But you and, know
1: there was a rodent in Ratatouille which I loved Patton Nozzle,
2: you know but, but as long as he's not singing the <laughs> Macarena or whatever yeah. or some crap you know I'm uh, I'm fine with well, that the so.
3: previews for the rest of the Disney stuff was full of smiling rodents oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: well it's Too like many. I, I forget what it is I went to see some quality film of some sort but i remember being in the front row oh it was actually at wally uh, of all things i remember taking Laura to see wally and that's when we saw the trailer for beverly hills chihuahua and i mean it's just like if you ever want the the, the very definition the embodiment of yin yang i mean it's <laughs> uh, it's right there so uh so what was the actual uh, box office townly this weekend?
1: Well, uh, The Hangover, after pulling its big switcheroo last week, because when I was here, it was technically in the uh, in the number two slot, but that was based on estimates. So once the actuals came in, as they say in the biz, um, it bumped up and opened in the number one spot, and it held on again this weekend, which makes it the first of the sort of summer movies to have the number one spot two weeks in a row. Awesome. That's someone one full of oh.
3: ugly people look like they're from the 70s. The Hangover? Yeah,
2: sure. Bradley Cooper is oh, cute. You're, you, he's thinking of what's his name? Zach. Blah, 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 oh, Zach Gallif- oh, Galifianakis. I, and I know that I'm a bad uh, radio guy because I can't pronounce. Hey, who's the, what is his name? Ed, uh, what's his name? Ed Helms. Ed, Ed Helms. Did you read the thing about how he actually had a tooth pulled for yes. that movie?
1: No, no, no. He, he was, he has like a missing tooth anyway. He had some sort of congenital tooth missing thing. Oh, okay. That's probably so it was like not a, the so technical like a, term for it. So, but it's
2: like a crown or whatever?
1: Well, he just is missing a tooth, so he always wears like a false
0: tooth. Oh, like a retainer, kind yeah, of. I yeah, fun too, I
2: But I guess they, I guess they pulled it off. But when they do that, it leaves a big hole in your gum line, and then they had to like plug up the gum line or something for the for all of the filming of the movie because I guess if there's some there's a plot point where he loses a tooth. Oh yes. So, oh yes. And
1: excellent. it's actually, I mean, it's 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 a it's a really funny movie. I thought. Um, I mean it, and it's being sort of compared in terms of its box office performance to Wedding Crashers, which I also really liked. I don't always like these sort mm-hmm. of dudes get wasted movies. But what, what I liked about the Wedding Crashers and what I like about Hangover too is that um they're not just about gag 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 here's a stupid song, gag, gag, gag. I mean, ridiculous though the premise may be, they carry it through with some semblance of reality.
2: Was it you that said that we currently live in Appatown? Yes. Yeah, so I mean that is but that is the that is the legacy of Judd Appatow's movies. Is yeah. it it's like the dumb filtered through smart or smart yeah. filtered through dumb, you know, yeah. one of the two. Yeah.
1: But anyways, yeah, so Hangover hung on. And then Up was uh, number two, really close to Hangover. It made uh, $30.5 million. And the great thing about Up and all those Pixar movies is like, you know, Brad Bird, the Corvallis guy who made Ratatouille and The Incredibles. Like he always says, animation is just, it, you know, it's not a genre. It's a way of making right. movies so you can tell any kind of a story with animation. They don't always have to be about happy singing, dancing, you know, woodland creatures. Um, and Pixar as a company, I think, sort of follows that philosophy, which makes it cool. But then... Speaking of things that aren't so cool, the taking of Pelham One Two Three did okay, but it opened in the third slot, and this was its first weekend in theaters, so that's considered,
2: eh, you know. Here's okay. the thing about that movie: is that John Travolta to me is so he's so unconvincing as a bad guy in the ads for that. Yeah, he just looks uh, greasy and fleshy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he just he just looks like a sort of. He just looks like a sort of lummox who's been squeezed into that costume uh, that he's wearing. And, and, you know, Denzel Washington is sort of always good and everything. But yeah. there's just there, there's nothing compelling to me about that, especially because here's the, I will say this. The commercials from that movie are incredibly frustrating as well. And Sarah noted this. That every single time the trailer for that film plays, they never complete whatever that line of dialogue is. That is
0: socks. Did you, when you wake up in the morning, put you on it? your socks? When oh, you yeah.
2: woke up this morning and put on your socks, did you ever think? <laughs> <laughs> one two three. And Sarah and I would sit there go, Did you ever think what? Like, what? <laughs> what? I know. I noticed. Come that on. Too. And maybe they were thinking that was enough to pry twelve dollars out of my wallet. I'm that was, <laughs> that was wrong, by the way. That school of thought was incorrect.
1: No, I mean, and yeah, I mean, even in the trailers, Travolta manages to give an unconvincing performance, and that's that's quite an accomplishment. Well done. Anyway, so then, Night at the Museum, number four, Land of the Lost, cratering the bomb crater got even bigger. It made only nine point two million for the number five spot, but it still did better than Imagine That, the Eddie Murphy movie, which in its first weekend made only five point seven million.
2: This is reason number seven hundred and forty three why you shouldn't have children, because then all of your movies suck. Because everything you do after that has got to be, you know, you want to make something that your kids can watch. Yeah. And that's the—I mean—that was the deal with Robin Williams. Who I'm—you know—it's like a—not like I was ever really a big Robin Williams fan, but as soon as that guy reproduced, suddenly it's like, no, no, no—I want to make movies that my kids can go watch. Mm-hmm. And then everything you make. Uh, it's just a variation like flubber or whatever. <laughs> what is the last, let me ask you this. What is the last good movie in which Eddie Murphy was the star? So, you know, they, so you can't count like uh, Dream Girls. Oh,
1: I was just going to mention
2: Dreamgirls. But see, Dream Girls <laughs> is a bad film. He's the best thing about he a bad totally movie. He's totally
1: the best thing in it. And I know your KFO listeners probably love Dream Well, but Eddie Murphy is, is great.
2: They love anything in, in which they can dance. <laughs> Dream Girls was a terrible film, but yeah. he was fantastic. He was terrific. What is the last good movie in which Eddie Murphy was the star? Anyone?
0: Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. I just see, keep sit, picturing him in like a fat suit.
2: Tim?
3: Yeah. Oh, That's some
2: Beverly Hills movie, probably. <laughs> see, for me, it would be the original. Uh, it would be the original Nutty Professor, uh, which is—I yeah. mean, what? That's got to be like 15 years ago or something. God, you want to talk about a guy. He really is this sort of he's the Elvis of film comedies. I mean a guy who is at the absolute apex and has just like fallen farther than you ever thought possible. You know,
1: and I read somewhere that he he sort of identifies with Elvis. You know, he's got this posse and he has this sort of closely guarded, you know, gated community home and and it's really, you know, it's it's a shame because man, he's a talented guy, but what a What a load of crappy movies he's made. Uh,
2: Real quickly, before we uh, wrap this up, speaking of Land of the Lost, we should note, although there's some... The story's been disputed now by a couple other sources, but apparently they did a uh, focus screening of that G.I. Joe movie, which had the lowest... It got the lowest ratings. It got the lowest score of any movie ever tested in the history of Paramount Cinemas. I love that. So, yeah, me too. Which is, And I'm hoping that that, could, that, that is true. I'm hoping that turns out to be the case. Yeah. And Paramount is now insisting that it's not the case uh, and that they also didn't fire the director, which is the other thing oh. that was reported. But I'm hoping that both of those things turn out to be accurate.
1: I you know Channing Tatum is in that. Our favorite channel. That's so annoying.
2: What is uh, coming up in the Oregonian, Christy Turnquist?
1: Well, as a matter of fact, I'm still working on that uh, uh, local designers of rock poster story, which I mentioned last week, and I have since gotten emails from people who heard that on this show. So it shows the awesome power of the Rick Emerson program.
2: Well, that's what we try to do. All right. Uh, Christy Turnquist in the Oregonian. Read her imprint in the Oregonian or online at OregonLive.com. Straight ahead, news with Tim Riley, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rock 101, K-U-F-O.
3: This is The Rick Emerson Show. Not only is a killer, he was trolling for homosexuality online.
1: Listen online, live, or via podcast at KUFO.com. All
2: right, then. It is the Rick Emerson Show, live from Portland, Oregon. It's Rock 101 K UFO. We'd like to engage with us telephonically today. You can do that. It's 503-228-4101. Uh, you can also text if you like. Uh, you can text us at 52051, 52051. Uh, by the way, confidential to you, uh, if you go to Safeway, and I know you do, you know what they sell now is they sell those woven wheats, which are sort of like the Safeway, like the in-house Safeway version of Triscuits. Don't get me wrong. I love Triscuits, but occasionally you're wanting to get uh, more for your snack food dollar. You know, they have the Triscuits, they have the reduced fat Triscuits, and then they've started making those specialty flavors of Triscuits, which are fantastic, which are awesome. The uh, They have the cracked pepper and olive oil. And the
0: rosemary and, uh, what
2: is that? They have rosemary and garlic. I can't garlic? remember.
0: Is it garlic? I yes, think. I think so.
2: Uh, Tim, do you know what we're talking about? No, rosemary and thyme? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like some Garfunkel-flavored chips, please. Thank you so much. The um, no, no, they have uh, Triscuits. They have reduced-fat Triscuits. They have the cracked pepper and olive oil. They have rosemary. They have garlic. And there's something that's like a garden vegetable or whatever. But you know what they make now is now Safeway has ported that over uh, to their in-house uh, knockoff Triscuits, Ooh, which the are the woven ones? wheat. Yes. The, no, no, no. Not generic. Store brand, oh. Sarah. So, you get a store brand Trisket, which brand. that's exactly, which is the Safeway woven wheat. It now does come in rosemary, garlic, or cracked pepper. How do I know that? Because I bought three boxes uh, this weekend. And Those
0: dipped in cream cheese?
2: Oh, oh. Don't ever get me started. And then I did. And, and then, <laughs> it's like I'm an honorary uh, person who sits in front of Tim at the movies. <laughs> Just sitting there, I need another box of Triskets, please. Thank you so much. Where's your crunch and munch? And when I say crunch and munch, that's also—that's not a theoretical question. Here's the other thing I discovered at Safeway is that—and I'm not really complaining about this, but Solara and I were settling in for a long uh, evening of watching Firefly because she'd never seen it in some kind of— you know she, we're, we're power-loading the whole thing because she can't not— you know, there's a gap in her geek knowledge that needed to be taken care of. So we were getting ready to watch Firefly. So I had to go to the store to buy something or other anyway, to buy, you know, like $9 worth of organic milk, which is like thimble-sized, incidentally. I oh, mean, yeah. just for the love of Christ, I don't care that much about my own body or the earth or cows or anybody. I don't even really know who organic milk is good for. I mean, what am I buying that for? Is that another thing that's for the ozone layer? Well, I don't they, don't, they don't feed the cows chemicals. You're not feeding the, the cow's triscuits or something. So Pack cows uh, full of chemicals? Well, hold on. So I'm buying organic milk for the good of the cow? It seems like but everything's it, for it, the good of the ba- cow. We're it not going to hook up a bunch of a milking cow. things to its udder. <laughs> well, they, they
3: forget about that
2: part. Really?
3: But, well, it's like saying we don't kill animals and chop them up and eat them. They just appear as steaks.
2: Well, no, no, no. I do that. I, can, I mean, not me personally. Yeah. I have people who do that for me. Well, in any event. So, but I was buying a bunch of, you know, crap to eat during the uh, Firefly Marathon. And... I had, it's that American thing where I had planned to buy a small box of uh, of Crunch and Munch, but I was just, I was obliged to buy the large box because that's all they sell. And here's the thing, that Crunch and Munch, uh, which is sort of like a, uh, it's like a Cracker Jack type confection, but even worse for you, for like a $1.99, I mean, it's it's a box, it's like the size of a house, basically. And if you want to buy a smaller container, they don't have Crunch and Munch, they have poppycock that comes in a smaller container, which is actually more expensive, so it's like I could pay like $6 for the small thing of poppycock or $1.99 for the huge thing of Crunchy Munch. So I purchased the entire Crunchy Munch thing, and you know what? I ate that in one sitting. And then...
0: How do you stay so thin? I don't understand. It's because pack I burn your off... a body uh, full of crap.
2: I burn off my energy with hate and shame, Sarah. Um, and then so that once you've consumed the entire box of whatever, like in this case Crunchy Munch, do you do this where you have eaten the entire box of some horrifically bad-for-you snack food and then like a slow-motion horror film... You turn the box to the side and you look at the calorie count, and then you multiply the calorie count by the amount of servings and you figure out that you just ingested, yes, twenty six hundred calories. Oh
3: well, too late now. That's right, Tim. It makes me worry about the
2: starving people around the world.
0: Yeah, and that's just for a snack. Yes. That's more calories than you're supposed to have in a day.
2: Well, look, I mean it takes energy to operate that remote control. At the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. <laughs> In the News with Tim
4: Riley.
3: Good morning, 754. Partly sunny skies today, highs in the upper 70s. The Oregon City couple who prayed for their sick child who died instead of getting a doctor about to go on trial in Portland, Carl and Raylene Worthington, who were charged with manslaughter, will claim they were within their constitutional rights. We're not getting a doctor for the child and standing around and praying
2: uselessly for this kid. Maybe they shouldn't go to trial, Tim. Maybe they should just pray that God sets them free.
3: That could be true too.
2: It's hard to believe they're getting a lawyer, since God is all powerful. He's able to cure illnesses, or not, as the case may be. Doesn't the Lord take care of things like that? You would think that God would come to their rescue and just bust them out of jail. I wouldn't even think that they would need to provide a defense. That might be true. I agree with you. Jesus. A guy who stole an SUV
3: from SeaTac and hit four cop cars who were chasing him is under arrest. Speeds reached 110 miles per hour on two highways and surface streets before he rolled it and it burst into a ball of flames. He managed to live. The SUV did have OnStar, make it easier to track. <laughs> I'm on fire! Danny Gans had an old prescription. This story came out Friday after we went off the air, so we probably missed it. Uh, he had a prescription five years ago for a potent painkiller blamed in his death, but the doctors declined to uh, oh, they declined to give him a similar prescription a few years ago. Dr. Michael Fischel, a Henderson pain specialist and anesthesiologist, recalled writing gas a prescription for hydromorphine just once in 2004 for an ailment, ailment. He declined to specify, I wrote it, it was appropriate to write it. He said it uh, didn't help that much. The Clark County Coroner said the cause of the 52-year-old singer an impressionist sudden death was accused hydromorphine toxicity, or... Something he took for chronic pain syndrome, he ruled out uh, drug abuse.
2: By the way, and now that Danny Gantt is dead, is it really necessary to know that the drug prescription really, quote, didn't help all that much? I mean... I, I guess at the time, it, it didn't help do what it was supposed to do. Now, see, that is uh, that is Dilaudid, and I thought that Dilaudid was an anti-seizure medication because they reference it in the book One full of the Cuckoo's Nest. But that's, I'm thinking of Dilantin. Uh, I had a nurse correct me on this. Uh, Delantin is what they prescribe. That's what the character of uh, Seafelt has in the uh, in One Pull Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and it makes your teeth fall out. Delaudid is apparently, wait for it, seven times stronger than morphine. So, and morphine is just heroin. I mean, morphine and heroin are the same thing. So it's kind of impressive, actually. I mean, I mean, this is really why we can't uh, you know, cure anything else or, like, accomplish anything that really matters in the medical world, because we're busy creating something that's seven times stronger than heroin, which uh, which I'm all for, by the way. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I just uh, wish that's a thing that was more readily available because it sounds like it's a great way to kill an afternoon. Here's Tim Riley.
3: The 32-year-old son of James Van Bruen said his father was so twisted by hate. He's unable to lead a normal life. I heard some CNN commentator call him, him someone with a head full of hate. And I was thinking, oh, don't tell me our friend, somebody we know made <laughs> Peter, the <news."> Peter <laughs> Carlin. So thinking, oh, he's Uh-oh. made it to the national scene and all of a sudden it's it's... Now used to refer to James Van Bruen. So you're going to have to change your method.
2: Peter Carlin wrapped in Kevlar and wearing fishnets at the top of a clock tower. (laughs) Exactly. Well, this uh, fellow
3: said his dad was a very, very angry, angry man.
4: Twisted by hate. Like I said, it consumed him. It uh, prevented him from doing anything normal. You know, there there was no normal conversation. Everything ended with this ideology. And it ate him up.
3: Eric Van Brun has a message for hate groups.
4: I'm assuming that there's some sort of desire by them to, to label him a hero, to believe what he did was brave. Uh, and it's not. It was a complete act of cowardice, what he did.
2: Well, how is it that Danny Gantz takes one too many pain pills and he's dead? And this uh, the idiot that went shooting shot himself in the face, and yet, and he's like 100 years old to begin with, and he lives on. Yes. Older people are becoming more active, I guess, these days. That's right, Tim. They're impervious. Mm -hmm. Something's got to be done. Let's do uh, one more here, and then we'll get uh, caught up around the corner.
3: Well, here's good news for all you ladies out there. Adam Lambert says he just maybe, stressing maybe, by curious. I know
2: this is going to come as a big shock to you, Adam. (laughs) Women really like you. (laughs) I've heard, yeah. What message do you have for those women now that you're declaring what your sexuality is?
0: Well, I think that sexuality is universal. If something's
2: attractive to you, it's attractive. Sexy is sexy. Are you bi curious? I wouldn't ever give myself the label bisexual, but bi curious, yeah. Woman. <sighs> I've been.
0: What in the name of God? What just happened? What?
2: <laughs> I think the station's suddenly covered in rhinestones. What? What just happened there? Why? Why did that happen just now? It was a clip from Twenty Twenty, but I mean, what was he?
0: Was that him singing? I yes, mean, it was. Well,
2: it must have been. But what was he singing? A whole lot of love or something? that's had a little bit like Whole Lot of Love. A little bit like that, yes. All
3: right. Who was he being interviewed by? Some guy on Twenty Twenty. All right. Who's oh, the guy with the mustache? John Stossel. That's him. Why do I know that? Well, he's the only guy on Twenty Twenty with a mustache.
2: Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I had no exit strategy for that segment. It is the Rick Emerson Show. Straight ahead, we'll talk about the shame I endured this weekend at the hands of uh, Powell's uh, bookstore. A place I love, but a place where i was embarrassed uh, mightily. If we have a chance, we'll do video rodeo as well, plus more from Tim Riley. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. KUFO. Portland. It is the Rick Emerson Show, live from Portland. It's 503-228-4101. You can answer text if you like. It's 52051. Tim Riley is working on the following stories on your Monday morning.
3: Uh-oh, it looks like a doctor lost a lap. Actually, his laptop was stolen. Full of patient information for those going to OHSU. Oh. Your name could be on it. Indiana Brothers declare today National Man Day. And we're going to be hearing from, I thought I had, oh, Levi Johnston, who's sticking up for David Letterman and claiming he's half-Mexican. Well, uh, not Letterman, that is so random. Levi Johnston. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. No, Letterman, Letterman seems very not uh, half-Mexican. That's just uh, my read on it, but uh, what do I know? All right. Uh, it is uh, 503-228-4101. Somebody, by the way, has clarified the business of the organic milk. Uh, it says, uh, Rick... Organic milk is supposedly better for us because we're not ingesting antibiotics and hormones with which they inject cows. If you drink organic milk, which is, it's impossible to overstate. This is like one of those presidential candidate things where you're standing up there next to Paul Songus or, you know, whoever. If only that were possible now. Wait, is he dead? He's dead. Okay, so that, that joke works. Um, if you were standing next to Paul, Paul Songus or perhaps laying next to Paul Songus and they say, and how much is a gallon of milk, Sarah Dillon? $1.99. Wow, is that your real guess?
0: Yeah, no, I know, that's what I just bought one for.
2: Is that how much it is? How much? Where did you buy a, a gallon of milk for a dollar ninety nine? At Safeway. A yeah. dollar ninety nine. A dollar ninety nine. A dollar ninety nine. The family car. <laughs> Wait a minute, but it was really a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, I just
0: bought it two days ago. It Was a dollar ninety nine.
2: It wasn't chunky, was it? There was just, was just sitting up back on a pallet. No. One of the work guys give no, this to like you at the, the, the back the of a
3: Lucerne brand. This is milk from a cow.
2: Is it? But it's like the. Is it like the uh, that Mallory Farms brand or whatever that's down on the bottom it's the, shelf? It's kind in of the giant jug. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a, see. Here's the thing. This is why uh, this is why you and I get along so well and don't get along so well at the same time because we're so similar. Uh-huh. I go exactly for that bottom shelf. I go to Safeway or wherever it is. I mean, that's nothing to do with Safeway, but wherever it is, I'm shopping.
0: I'm not going to spend five dollars on a gallon See, of milk.
2: No, you're not. But you know who is? Is my wife. So, and it wasn't just five dollars. It was like six dollars and eighty cents. That is ridiculous. Yes, it is, Sarah. Um, and I said, well, what's the difference? She said, well, it's organic. Uh, and so I asked the same question, I'm like, well, what the hell does that even mean? Like, everything on Earth is organic. I mean, everything that's made out of carbon, everything that's grown is organic. But I guess organic is an actual term that means they don't put antibiotics in it or something. Anyway, yes, six dollars and eighty five cents.
0: Well, I guess it can be packed full of hormones. That's what's supposed to make, um, but you know what? I, growth but but you I th- I'm done
2: growing. That, you know <laughs> the thing; it doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm 36. I'm not getting any younger or healthier. Uh, you know what? I I was walking around the house the other day, and I realized that my left knee was all cinched up and aching for no real reason. You know why? Becoming old. Doesn't matter. I get out of bed in the morning, and I make that sound that, as I have to, like, bend over and try to find my shoes. So, I mean, really, chemicals can only help me at this point. Anyway, the email says, if you drink organic milk, the theory is you are getting just milk and not extra gunk. There is some hippie theory, she says, that these hormones are the reason our girl children... Girl children. Girl, girl. children.
0: <laughs> I want to have me a fine girl
2: children. Give me a girl child! Uh, ...are the reason our girl children are starting their periods and growing breasts at an earlier age. This is such a creepy email, but it's, <laughs> it's, from, it's from a woman, which is why I guess it's not creepy to read. Um, she says, so thanks to your wife, Rick, you don't have to worry about developing breasts now. Well, there goes my whole plan for home entertainment when my wife is out of town. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, wow! So, I didn't
0: think you could make that any creepier.
2: That's what I do. Anyway, so I just, uh, I just don't care, and it's not like I. And here's the thing about not caring about uh, organic milk or chemicals, or it's just
0: like if there still is milk in the non-organic milk. I mean, aren't I still getting milk? Like, there might be some other stuff in it, but I mean...
2: I guess, and it's not like milk is all that great for you anyway. I mean, look... You're it, again,
0: drinking milk from another animal. That's, that's probably not very healthy. As
2: Bill Morrow once said, unless you're a very small cow, drinking milk is kind of unnatural, which is not to say that I'm opposed to it. I don't care. I mean, I've, look, I... go I,
0: through a gallon by myself a week.
2: I, I ate 2,300 calories worth of crunch and munch, okay? I don't... It doesn't matter to me. I have no... I do not care what I put in my body. I really don't. Who was the one that decided to drink milk? In the first place, from
3: a cow. Of all the animals around, all the things that animals give off. Those udders look
2: good. I think about that. Maybe somebody said that. That all the time. But I don't think about it with milk. I think about it with beer constantly. Hmm. Because, like, how would you ever arrive at beer? First of all, how do I put this? How did beer first come into existence? Because it's not like you, like, if you were just dropped here as, like, Neanderthal man or whatever. You would never know to do that because what is the process? You get, like, barley or hops or grain or whatever, and it's got to sit and it's got to ferment, which really just means to go rotten, and then you got to drink it. And let's be honest, I mean, the first time that guy drank some fermented barley out of a hole somewhere, it's not like that could have tasted all that crisp and refreshing.
3: It goes back to the
2: 6th millennium B.C. If I wait, will further information be forthcoming? Well, it was produced before the Industrial Revolution, which would make sense. But do you see what I mean? But it had to. Have been, but don't you think it's like cornflakes and vulcanized rubber that it had to have been made by accident the first time? And then some guy said, hey, look at that mud hole in the road. It's uh, filled with plants that have gotten all moldy and rank. Maybe I should pour it into a glass and drink it. <laughs> the
3: Iranians were first to drink beer. I can kind of doubt all this.
2: Yeah, this, this, this is from Wikipedia. Yes. Yeah, I'm calling shenanigans on all of this. But it, so I think about that all the time. I don't really worry about it, just like I don't worry about just like I don't worry about global warming, which is the same reason. Did Me we get the, neither. Did we get a book in the mail from some publisher about global warming?
0: What's the worst that could happen? A rational response to the climate change debate—that is so boring.
2: Is that the name of the book? What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could? Happen? The worst that could happen is I could spend minutes of my valuable eighty-five years or so on planet Earth worrying about something that I can't do anything about, I instead think, of uh, sitting at home and watching so, television. Like,
0: should we care about this? I don't care about it.
2: Maybe you should, but I don't. Jake Gyllenhaal almost got killed in New York
3: City. During one of those movies. Oh, I don't know what the, we're talking about. The day after tomorrow. The day after tomorrow. So
2: the point is, that Global Warming book, is uh, that is the embodiment of a thing that I... You know what it is? Uh, this is actually what I did this weekend. So I could actually take that and I can just uh, pitch it to Powell's because that's exactly the sort of thing they buy. You know what they don't apparently buy is anything that I own. Because I was... Were you
0: trying to sell some books?
2: I was trying to sell a whole lot of books. Why did not you
0: just give them to me? I love
2: books. Well, I will give you... Here's the thing. I'll give you uh, the ones that they're not going to buy... But I got—I mean, you know, over the course of however long, I mean, I've collected hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I mean, I probably have more than a thousand books. I mean, easily. I would imagine I have twelve or thirteen hundred books. And it's not that I—I I mean, I mean, you know, I'm certainly not a, not opposed to owning some of them or keeping some of them. But at a certain point, you just got to like look around your book collection and ask yourself, like, am I really going to be reading George Stephanopoulos' autobiography again? I mean. It would, Am I going to read, uh, for the 50th time, any of my 12 different books about the creation of the Nike Corporation? Oh, see, I, I know they made the shoes on a waffle iron. I, uh, okay, I understand. I don't need to do anything else with that.
0: I wouldn't be able to get rid of any of them because I know the second that I got rid of them, I would want to, yeah. like, they would come up in conversation or I'd need to read them again, and then I'd have to go re-buy them. Well, don't worry about you it, sir. buy
2: them back at Powell's. You, you actually... Well, see, that's presuming that Powell's takes them in the first place. And this is why you don't need to worry about getting rid of them, because you won't be able to, because you will do what I did. You will put all—and the thing is, books are heavy. I know I'm speaking—I'm speaking the <laughs> and bleeding obvious wet. there. No, but you don't—see, you know books are heavy, but you don't really appreciate oh, how heavy they many are. Oh, i time
0: with, like, boxes of books. They are very heavy.
2: So, Laura and I, this is just the upstairs books. I mean, I got—most of my books are down in the basement. They're down in sort of the storage area. You know, probably 80% of my books are down there. Upstairs, I got a few hundred and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go through these. I'm going to set aside the books I'm not going to read anymore. I'm going to take in the Powell's, get a little coin in my pocket, everything be happy. So I set them down on the floor, and then so you've got to put them into a box, and then you've got to take the box to the car. And then, of course, you can never find parking anywhere near Powell's. No. And so you're walking down the street, just you oh, for the love of God, and you can feel your lumbar disintegrating in your back as you're trying to walk in. And so I walk into Powell's on, I guess it was Friday afternoon or whatever, because I'm trying mm-hmm. to avoid the rush. And I'm behind some guy, and the guy's doing the same thing I am. He's got the huge stack of books on the counter. And the guy behind the—and I'm not trying to knock Powell's. Great place, whatever. But it's like they're very strict about that. And the guy behind the counter is just rejecting everything. He's just, no, no, no. No, 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 no. And the guy is sort of like slumping lower and lower. And, he, and then he does the sad thing of trying to argue with the guy. He goes, no, 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 that's a really good book. You should buy that. And the guy's like, oh, God. And the guy just says, I'm sorry, it's out. the decision's not mine. That's pal. like the
0: embarrassment when you lug like two bags full of clothes to Buffalo Dude. Exchange. And they don't take anything. They take like one. And I'm just like, do I have the worst fashion sense in the world?
2: I went to Buffalo Exchange one time. I
0: stopped going. I have a phobia about it now. They
2: took, I took three bags of clothing there. You know what they took? They took one thing and it wasn't mine. It was something of Lara's that she didn't mean to give away that I inadvertently put inside there. And <laughs> As they pull it, they're like, we'll, you know, we we'll, we'll take this skirt. And I said, oh, that's okay, go ahead. You know, and I realized instantly that I shouldn't be trading it in because it got in there by mistake. Mm hmm. But it was like I just had to rescue my self-esteem somehow, and so I it would rather hurts. that they think that I was trading in a skirt that I owned as opposed to just having them take nothing.
0: You know I've done before? I won't call out the business by name, but I've brought in bags of clothes, and they're just like, oh, no, we don't want to take any of this stuff. They're like, we'll take, you know, that one tank top for $2. Right. Like, okay, great. And they're like, well, we can go ahead and get rid of the rest of the clothes for you. We can
2: burn it out back if you'd like.
0: No, so they say that they're going to get rid of them and contribute them to goodwill. I've seen the clothes that they didn't accept for sale. On the rack, really? I saw one of my old, sh- like a couple of my old shirts. Because like, they always are you kidding me?
2: Pass it off, so uh We'll de-louse these and give these to the That's less fortunate, if you like.
0: They they degrade you, so that so you feel worthless, and they're like, okay, yeah, take. And it's such a referendum on you as a
2: person. Them. Yeah. I mean, it's like a rejection of you wholesale because your clothes and your books are you.
0: No, I'd rather not make sixteen dollars um, than us and save my self-esteem.
2: I'm sorry, Sarah. Uh, nothing you like is worthwhile. You are, in fact, worthless. Uh, we'll give you four dollars for this mm-hmm. whole batch. So, anyway, long story short. They reject the guy in front of me and I'm getting all smug about it. I'm like, oh, that poor bastard. They rejected all of his books. He had a bunch of obscure things about sailboats or whatever and I'm like Johnny Mainstream in my book taste. I'm thinking, that's fine. You know what? I got a lot of things that everybody likes to read. They're going to take all my stuff and so I like proudly, you know, put the box up there and I'm, I'm unloading it. It's all, they're all like in really good condition. I, you know, I've taken care of my books. Stack them all up there and the guy didn't... The guy just sort of looked... <laughs> did not even pick up the books to inspect them one by one. He kind of did that thing of sort of turning his head and kind of looked at the spine. Like of the, book. the side of them? Yeah, and he goes, Nah, I can't take any of these. All right. Um wait a minute, hold on. I'll give you uh, I'll give you three dollars for this uh for this book about the Rolling Stones. That's uh Or five in store credit <laughs> like that. Oh, and so what that's did I do awful. I'll take the three dollars in cash. Thanks. And then I I'm really packing. Yourself a cup of No, and then I'm packing everything back into the bag. And everybody there, they know.
0: They know you. They were all rejected. look.
2: They look, and they know that everything you own is useless.
0: You just weren't good enough.
2: And then I have to drag it all the way back home. But then the coda to this, and uh, then we'll will do this. We'll get caught up. We'll come back with uh, news from Tim Riley. The coda to this whole thing is that is stack one of fifteen stacks in the upstairs of my house alone. That is not even. And the thing is, I can't not do it because somewhere in those stacks. There's a bunch of books that are, that'll that'll let me like eighty bucks, maybe so it's like it's just like pulling the slot machine handle mm-hmm. you know i you, you can't not you just gotta keep doing it because it might pay off at some point, so it's just gonna be one day after another of indignity and shame and rejection and pain
0: you've just gotta start uh stalking Powell's employees and then find the one rock uh the like rock dude that works behind the counter and find somebody who looks like he might have similar taste to yours
2: and then maybe give him like a little come on yeah help, help a like, brother out
0: no and then kind of pander to him
2: so if you like, I can just uh I can just have you come look at all of those, because clearly none of them are going to be acceptable to the uh, to the book, folks. That's uh, I'm completely without value as a person and as a book enthusiast. The end. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Straight ahead, we have news from Tim Riley. Coming up at 9, it is Smells Like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. This is ACDC. It's the Rick Emerson Show, live from Portland, Oregon. It's Rock 101 KUFO, Monday morning. Hey.
0: I found my old favorite music bed.
2: Okay, this is not Tina Turner.
0: This is not. You know, I I, I can't do Tina Turner anymore. But uh, I'm here to talk to you about MaxMuscle.com. Today is a week since I've started the program, and uh, I'm actually feeling pretty good. Like this morning, I ate at 345, and it's 825 now. It's been almost five hours. Not hungry at all. Um, So if you want to be healthy like I'm trying to be instead of Rick eating 2,600 calories in one sitting. If you
2: don't want to be spongy and pear-shaped. If
0: you don't want to be a bit squishy, uh, go to maxmuscle.com. So I do work at an ungodly hour. It's pretty exhausting, especially since when I was starting out my morning, I usually eat Sun Chips or Easy Mac. So I've decided to stop that, take the advice of Larry, who I talked to at Max Muscle. And uh, what I've been doing is I've been uh, starting my day eating a bowl of oatmeal. So I just wake up, zap it in the microwave for like a minute and a half, put in uh, these mixes that they gave me. There's a protein mix, a glutamine mix, and flaxseed oil that gives you all the carbohydrates and fat that you need early in the morning to kind of get started.
2: So is this where they kind of walk you through? I mean, they they simplify everything and they kind of walk you through exactly the steps you might need to take to eat healthier and to have more energy?
0: Well, it is just more of a lifestyle choice instead because when I found myself eating a bowl of cereal in the morning, I would be on my way to work and I would already almost kind of be falling asleep because of carbohydrates. You crash. Exactly. But this has a great mix of protein to kind of get you going and also it fills you up so I don't find myself running to the vending machine at 5.30 in the morning. So made that. It's really simple. I'm not a big cook. You know, I don't make myself big breakfast. So I just threw it in the microwave, ate it. I have this like vanilla flavored powder that I mixed it with. It was really good. So after that, I can have a snack in like a few hours and I'm actually going to make that when I get home. I bought my first blender. Last week, I felt like a grown up. I carried it home from Fred Meyer all by myself. And it's this mixture of, um, I have this, uh, it's like banana chocolate powder, and you mix it with a big cup of non organic milk and drink it. And it's not like one of those watery drinks. It's actually, it's not a slim fast, you know, where they claim that you're going to be full for like right. two, three hours. Uh, it indeed actually is very filling and very good. And it's also chocolatey goodness and not bad for you. So I can make that during the day, have as many of those as I want during the day. And then at night, just kind of focus on eating protein. Um, I took my before picture have submitted it to KUFO.com.
2: Is it awesome?
0: It was humiliating, I have to say. So that's that's kind of my motivation. It's going to be on KUFO.com so you can actually see me in my bathing suit and see what I look like before MaxMuscle.com. So I'm already feeling really good. I'm actually not chugging as much coffee as I am during the day. And I'm actually feeling a lot better. So if you want to find out how you can feel better, uh, go to MaxMuscle.com. Find out what program will work for you because it's not for people who just want to eat rabbit food. You know, I eat. I like to go up to, you know, have cocktails with my friends. I like to just be a human being. I'm not somebody who's just going to live on salads. And Max Muscle can help you work with exactly, you know, what your body type is and what goals you want to achieve. So go ahead, head to maxmuscle.com and find out how it can work for you. Share your thoughts
1: with billions. I would um, obviously move from the area um, of the feces. Call 503-228-4101. Mommy, what color is a casket? This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
2: Well, that's just sound advice. This email says, you know who is creepy? The first dude to milk a cow. What was his motivation? That's a really good question, sir. This one says, to heck with beer, think about some foods like lobster. It is fantastic, but seriously, if you saw this huge undersea bug, would your first thought be, let's boil it and dip it in butter? No. All right. This one says, Rick, you guys seem more apathetic than normal. You seem more apathetic and nihilistic today than you usually do. It's pretty awesome. Keep it up. Nah, I can't be bothered. <laughs> uh. Uh, it is the, uh, Rick Emerson show. We are live from Portland, Oregon. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Oh, speaking of nihilism, by the way, real quickly. So this is the press release from that, uh, pedal palooza thing, which yeah. I, which pedal palooza, uh, here's the pedal palooza sounds like, um, did I already make a Nambla joke last week? I, I think so, but you could do it again. All right. Well, I'm just saying it's a, it's an awkward name. Um, so this is a press release. These are the guys who, they dropped a giant banner. This is where it's from. It was from it was from a rooftop on Mississippi Street. Dateline, Portland, Oregon. Here's what you don't want to lead your press release with. This is a little uh, marketing tip from me to you. Dateline, Portland, says this press release from the uh, Petalpalooza anti-bridge between here and Vancouver for some insane reason group. Quote, 12 lanes? That's insane. End quote. <laughs> Chanted... 70 Portlanders as they rallied at Mississippi Avenue. Seven zero? 70, Seven sarah zero. 70 thats 7-0. That is madness. 70. That'll definitely stop it. Just south of Mason Avenue Sunday evening, the rally was accompanied by a mobile bike carted sound system, live musicians, always the way to have yourselves taken seriously by the political establishment, and a giant banner unfurled from the roof of a nearby construction site reading, more lanes equals more climate change. I guess we don't say global warming anymore. Maybe global warming. Look, and let's keep in mind. I have no political interest in global warming, one or the other. I don't care. That's. Really, I just don't give a rat's ass. Not at all. Uh, so maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. But it seems like, it seems like maybe hippies are worried that global warming doesn't really exist because we don't say global warming anymore. We just say climate change, which is a good way to cover your ass. Either way, gets too cold, climate change. Gets too warm, climate mm-hmm. change. Really, the only way you're not covered is if everything stays exactly the same, which you know, which it doesn't. It never does. No, it doesn't. Uh, anyway, blah, 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 blah. Sarah Goforth, that's not a real name, by the way, Sarah Goforth, uh, says, quote, building a bridge of such obese proportions in a city that prides itself for environmental leadership is deeply hypocritical, blah, 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 blah. Guess what their answer is? Instead of this bridge between here and Vancouver, which is going to happen regardless of what hippie Sarah Goforth wants, guess what their solution is? Anyone? Starts with a C. Canoe? No, no, no. Cucamonga. Hey, here's a hint. Starts with a C and it's something nobody will ever do voluntarily. Oh, uh, carpooling. Carpooling. Not going to happen. Oh, yeah, I love riding with Work at 5 o'clock in the morning. There's... That- Nothing I like more of, you know what I love is,
0: awkward forced conversation in the morning. You know what I mean? It's I like,
2: love riding with strangers it's, every day. It's like being on an even smaller, more claustrophobic version of the Max. That's a good, but, but you know, but you're so close to people that you have no choice but to speak with them. I and care about your personal life deeply. <laughs> you can. Please tell me about your children and how they got a merit badge in whittling something or other. You're
3: you? going to show me the latest pictures of your vacation, aren't you? <laughs>
2: All right, before we uh, do this, ladies and gentle persons, uh, we're going to do this for you because Rick Emerson cares. If you are the 10th person and you text the phrase, the agency, that is the agency, T-H-E space A-G-E-N-C-Y, the agency, uh, to KUFO at 52051, if you're the 10th person, the text the words, the agency. To KUFO at 52051, you're going to win yourself a $50 gift certificate to the agency. If you haven't been there, you really ought to. It is right across the street from PGE Park at 19th and Morrison in Southwest. Uh, It's the official pregame restaurant for the Portland Beavers as well as the Timbers. It's a great place, great food, and when you walk in, the first thing you're going to see is just uh, you are awash in in screens and science and technology. They got console video games. They got the Xbox. They got the Wii. Internet access and they have uh, sporting events on just a billion TVs. Uh, not just live, but uh, you know sporting events from last week, uh, last year. It's all archived digitally. You can watch it. And of course uh, the menu's got all kinds of things from you know the regular you know it's got the, the burgers, garden burgers, wings uh, to international uh, choices. You know the healthier uh, varieties of things. It really is a great place. It's the ultimate sport. You can uh, get half-off certificates, by the way, to the agency at KUFO.com as of this coming Friday, 9 a.m., this coming Friday, 9 a.m. But if you uh, are the 10th person to text the words, the agency, the KUFO at uh, 52051, you get one of those right now, ladies and germs. All right. Uh, it's time now for us to play a song which is labeled... Green Day, Eat Jesus Nowhere. Oh, crap, I forgot the S. It's a punk rock transubstantiation anthem, kids. Eat Jesus Nowhere and live forever. It's The Rick Emerson Show.
3: Raise your hands just...
2: Now broadcasting everywhere.
1: At all times. To everyone. In accordance with prophecy.
2: The Rick Emerson Show.
4: Live or via podcast at KUFO.com.
2: That's right. We now enter the saddest part of the broadcasting day—the final segment of the Rick Emerson radio program. Join us tomorrow when I guess we'll include Dax Holt from TMZ.com. When well, there's something, what does it happen? Oh, Chastity Bono.
0: Oh yeah, her with the whole like
2: Chastity Bono, her with the whole acquiring a penis. Hey, getting a penis, uh, sort of a thing. Uh, so we'll talk to Dax Holt about that tomorrow. Don Taylor from uh, Cinematical, who will tell us how her first visit with the uh, uh, the crazy guy went. Not the crazy; but she's she's the crazy one. She went to a shrink last week, so we'll find out how that went. Mm-hmm. Although, didn't she say was it two months that she was in a nut hatchery at one point?
0: Yeah, she said like a month or two. All right. For, for the eating thing.
2: You know, we seem to know a lot of people who've been putting a booby hatch for uh, for weeks on it. It makes me feel relatively uh, sane. It actually. does. That's
0: why I feel comfortable talking about our mental issues.
2: Excellent. Uh, so that is uh, tomorrow, as well as another installment of Video Rodeo. At the news desk, please pay heed to your personal savior, Tim Riley.
4: In the news with Tim Riley.
3: Good morning, everyone. 848. Hardly 70s guys today. has me up for 70s. We have a lot of material to cover in a short time, so we'll do this quick. Six Oregon teens have been injured after their bus went off Highway 97 near Blewett Pass in Washington. They're part of Eugene's Youth Corps and were in town to go to uh, a place called Twisp and do some trail work. The bus rolled over down a huge embankment, came to a stop after hitting some huge trees. The teens have broken bones, cuts, and bruises. Uh... Oh, did we tell you about the uh, Naked Bike Ride over the weekend? Yes, tons of them. They bared it all Ugh. during the annual Naked Midnight Bike Ride. It began at Northwest Nikolai. went through the city. The ride was supposed to protest dependency on foreign oil and cars. As you can see, it didn't work. We, uh, out. we got some photos sent to us. Uh, most people were elsewhere at that hour and didn't see the mobile blubber pedaling around the streets.
2: Did you get that, sir? Did you get the photograph that they, our listener John oh, sent to us? It's disturbing. It's so sad. He, uh, the listener John, he sent us an email that says, uh, "Let's see, where did it? Where did it?" Uh, I did not expect
0: uh, to see naked bike riders at 3 p.m. during a bike parade over North of Mississippi, and look at the poor kid staring at his naked mom.
2: He sent us a ass. photograph, and it's one of those things where there's the, there's the adult bike and it's fastened to the kid bike, uh-huh. and the kid, of course, isn't made to be nude. Because everybody acknowledges that would be creepy, but the kid is obliged to have a picture of his mom's jiggling ass fat uh, for, for like seventeen That's miles. Just
0: scarring, yet yeah, looked him.
2: I can't wait to well, look at. That is just too bad. Butt. I want to. I want to <laughs> look right be between my mom's buttocks uh, for, for like four hours. Think about
0: what you're doing to your child.
2: That really is just the worst view you could possibly have.
0: Well, plus, nobody's butt looks good squished on a bike seat.
2: It's like driving into a tunnel over and over and over again all day long.
0: You know, some things just should not be placed That's on other That's something
3: that uh, Shia LaBeouf is into, I think.
0: Exactly. The new, the new yeah. bike riding? Mm-hmm.
3: Probably. Today is National Man Day. Uh, you're supposed to uh, watch Rambo movies and declare in one voice, I am a man.
2: <laughs> it's only if you're John Merrick.
3: Mm-hmm. Alice Cooper is getting his bag back. He lost it at Heathrow. The bag apparently had the singer's laptop as well as hundreds of horror films on DVD. Many were obscure titles. Ozzy Osbourne and his wife, Sharon, have a bill to settle with the state of California. Oh, he was fined $50,000 for not paying uh, $436,206 in taxes in 2007. Six Flags is filing for bankruptcy. They want to eliminate more than $300 million in stock obligations. Sounds like they're trying to get out of it. Who hasn't been going to Six Flags? Probably no one has not been going. Uh, Alaska's Rat Island is finally rat-free after 229 years. They sent some uh, rat killer there to get rid of them all. And last but not least, we have uh, Levi Johnston, who uh, tells us that uh, David Letterman's not such a bad guy.
1: Yeah, he's probably talking about Bristol. I don't think you mean Willow. People are going to make jokes. I mean, they're going to
3: talk and say whatever they want. Point blank. Do you think Dave crossed the line?
4: He might have did a little bit. Yeah, I
3: don't think he meant it oh to hurt God. anybody. I mean, he's a comedian. That's what he does. He told a friend on Twitter that he's half Mexican. The friend th- thinks it's highly unlikely since his dad is
2: a Mexican and his mom's name is Shelley. <laughs> and that seemed to solve the issue. Why do all of our sound bites seem to be coming from a night at the Roxbury lately? <laughs> I don't know. Every single time I expect to have Henry Kissinger talk about international diplomacy, but <laughs> well,
3: let's see if, uh, what this uh, Carrie Prejean uh, Pre-Gene one is about. She talks about something every day regardless of what it has to do with.
0: Absolutely, and I admire Governor Palin so much and I know she's been through a lot and I think it's disgusting what letterman had said. And I think he does a young women an apology, I've actually all women in fact.
2: I think it's disgusting what he had said. Yeah. She's going to be around for a couple more weeks. That sounds she's like a it's role model. incorrect. I, think she kind of I uh the here's the thing about Sarah Palin's my final thought on that is Sarah Palin had better hope that she does not end up running uh, in 2012, because you, uh, as somebody once said, you don't pick a fight with somebody who buys ink by the barrel. And she really isn't she's in the she's in the wrong battle if she decides to make an enemy of David Letterman, because there is uh, even the devil cannot bear scorn. Mm-hmm. They say. All right. Uh, the comedy The Hangover
3: held out at the top spot at the weekend box office. Number two was up. Which is more of an adult movie than a children's picture.
2: Somebody has said, hey, where does Tim give the spoilers for the movie up so I can avoid it? That'd be right at the beginning of the show, like the first, first sentence second. out of his mouth. Yeah, the first thing, I couldn't wait. Hi, Tim, how are you? Uh, the robot kills the entire family at the end and wears their skins. Other than that, it was a good movie. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know. But I mean, look, every movie has to have texture.
3: And they warned people
2: not to text at the beginning of the movie, though. No. Did you, you know? know that. Did would you see it at a Regal mm-hmm. Cinema? Yes. That wasn't me. Who's plonking? I'm not even touching the computer. I'm not even moving. I'm not touching the plonker. Plonker. <laughs> Moving on, uh, did you? Uh, where did you see it? at Regal Cinema. Yeah, Evergreen. You know that the woman who does uh, the voice work here, uh, the, you'll hear her. She says, you know, something, something, broadcasting, blah blah blah, pop culture.
3: I, she, I said that to the people I was with, and they weren't impressed. They really? Didn't
2: know what I was talking. About. Yeah, if you go to the uh, Regal Cinema, she's the one who actually. Says, you're in. You're experiencing the twenty. Mm-hmm. You saw, uh, you know, and then you saw Kira Sedgwick, pimp some show. You're probably not watching. They, also, they didn't use the
3: word pimp at the kids' movie though. No,
2: they. No, no they don't. Yeah.
3: They, they did a Disney thing. All right. Oh, they had a Pixar a cartoon. It was like a short? Yeah, it was like a five-minute cartoon, and I thought that was a whole show. I go, that was a short you know, movie for seven bucks.
2: I have to tell you, really, a Pixar short is worth the price of admission alone. I By mean, the way, a- they
3: did away with the 550 matinee. It's now seven-something. Really? Yes. That's a bummer. It's seven something to get into a matinee. Ridiculous. When did that go up? And who did they ask before they did that?
2: Final Certainly question. Not I. If I. so let's say like a movie is like twelve bucks or something. Would mm-hmm. you pay yes it is now Would you pay sixteen dollars to watch a first run movie in the privacy of your home? Like it comes out in theaters for twelve bucks, but the same day you can watch it at home for sixteen. I would. Even if I couldn't keep a copy of Maybe. it. Maybe. I mean, I, I would know, absolutely... The movie theater is not a fun experience. No, I would pay money to not have to leave my home and sit next to jackasses who were, uh, you know, sort of shoveling food uh, But then again, my TV is very the big. Right. I like
0: having the
3: I, I mean, the first thing I do when I go to the movie theater is, okay, where can I sit to avoid people?
2: That's my thing. and, and, and all I, congregate around me. I used to pick what they call the Ebert seat, what I call the Ebert seat anyway, because Roger Ebert has this whole... Kind of this whole geometric formula for finding the best seat in the theater. Why can't they have private boxes like they used to at the theater? Mm -hmm. Or like, how about this? Or like the the baby room like they have at the churches. Uh, You know, sometimes there's a baby room where you take your your yowling infant, uh, you know, so you can receive the word of God while the rest of us are able to actually hear the word of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, They ought to have those at the movie theater. Wouldn't you pay more to be able to sit in a little, like, private booth? Yeah. That's what I was going to suggest
3: for the Macs, too. Like, first class and the regular people in different cars, and you have to swipe a car to be able to get in.
2: To the to, decent cars that's clean. Do you have to be able to trace your lineage back to the Nina?
3: I suppose so. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get that done. If they would take my suggestions, they wouldn't have these problems.
2: I love you, Tim Riley. We're all kind of hugging you mentally right now.
3: Well, I'm just saying what other people are thinking.
2: Yes, you are. All right. Why then. not have first class on the max?
3: And a car for everyone else. in big print. <laughs> everyone else here. <laughs>
2: You're the best person who's ever lived. Awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, bring a curtain down on this whole sorry episode. We want to thank CNN Radio Correspondent James Roop for joining us today. Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian. Don't forget, you'll be able to hear our MC Hammer interview. (laughs) On line later on at KU4.com. Uh, join us tomorrow we'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ Don Taylor from Cinematical and uh, we'll have another installment of Video Rodeo Rick Emerson show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Stillin for Rock 101 KUFO in the newsroom Tim Riley who is better than all of you and all of us uh, on the phones Greg Nibbler production assistant extraordinaire and salvager of lost audio uh, the gatekeeper Dave Zinn the web mistress Bridget from upstairs CBS Radio Portland marketing guru Susan Don't F with me Reynolds executive producer Christopher J. Paddock coming up next smells like the 90s with our good friend Buzz my name is. Rick Emerson. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, June 15th, 2009 and that is the frequency. Kenneth, be safe. See you all tomorrow. Watch out for snakes. Bye.
1: Good. How you doing, Rick? Attention, broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening.